Welcome back to the Tech Podcast. As always, I'm your host, a movie with revolutionary special effects, but no real cultural impact, Jay. Doing as always is my co-host, the sequel to that movie over a decade later, Z. How are we doing today, Z? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Incredible. Now, once again, I just noticed this. Well, I noticed it like today when I saw, remember the Bills schedule? We're recording on the day of the Bills game again. <laughs> but it's a different day of the week. Different day of the week, yeah. What a coincidence. Because last week we recorded later than we usually do, and this week we're recording... When we usually about do. on standard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So at the end of the episode, you'll we'll tell you the results of the Bills v Dolphins game, which is what you guys tune in for every week, I think. Yeah. So so we're real sorry that for half the year <laughs> we don't have this segment, and you know last season we didn't either. What do you do though? Football's not on, huh? Football's not on. It's not. That's not our fault. That's not up to me. Yeah, that's up to God. That's right. <laughs> the commissioner. What's his name? Gordon. No, not that commissioner. The commissioner of football. <laughs> oh, Henry Winkler. No. <laughs> I've, that's all I know. You're not. If you know, I don't think you know off the top of your head. I do too. You know, this is very funny. You know why? I'm, I the only reason I would even think I would know is from the South Park bit. <laughs> it's after it was after Tom Brady cheated, and Carmen was like, "I look up to Tom Brady. He's my idol because he cheat." And they're like, "He's a cheat. He cheats fat ass." And he's like, "Yeah, but he's, he gets away with it." He's like, "Fuck you! I'm 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 Tom Brady. I can do what I want. Fuck you! I'm the commissioner. I do what I want. Fuck you! I'm Bill Belichick." And he's like, "He's dreaming about it," and they're all arguing with each other. But they're all Cartman. Oh, that's no good. Oh, isn't it Roger Goodell? Uh, sure. I don't. I really don't know. And I didn't even need to. It is Roger Goodell. I'm so good. All right, sick. So edit it all out. It's that I just I just say the commissioner of football, Roger Goodell. <laughs> of course, my high level of skill editing. All right, yeah. So as you alluded to, in our with opener. your very timely little opener, <laughs> yeah. Jack. Um, it's almost like I wrote it as we were sitting here. Oh, it's the cinematic event of. Our lives, perhaps? Of everyone's lives? Everyone who's ever lived lives, Jack? I, I, I think so. This week, it's finally arrived. Avatar 2, The Way of Water. And boy, is it here. Boy, is it a, is it a movie that's in movie theaters at this exact moment. It's one of the films of all time. We walked out of the theater yesterday, we saw it, and we went, yep, that was a movie we watched, and by golly. It's one of the films of all time. Absolutely. So, Lee Ninja, Jack, do you want to preface with any thoughts on Avatar 1? You got anything to say? Um... Not that good. Gotta be honest. That's strong. I'm strong. That's probably stronger than I feel about it. Uh, so, well, maybe I'm doing that strong because I like playing that character on this show. That's all right. That's often the character That's I okay, play. Uh, so, I really, my laziness that has been well documented in this show really helps me because I haven't seen this movie since I saw it in theaters in 2009 when I was a mere eight-year-old boy. So, all I remember, the most distinct memory of Avatar that I have is the scene where they have sex at the spirit tree. Uh-huh. They kiss. Tree of souls. And then a little boy, like a young kid in the audience, went, ew, really loudly, and everyone in the theater laughed. And that's the biggest effect that the movie had on me. That kid was playing up for the crowd. Hey. He probably didn't actually think it was gross. I'll never forget him. This is going to get some laughs. And that guy was Bill Gates. (laughs) Oh my goodness, really? (laughs) Yeah, he really was. So that's the only thing I have of Avatar. (laughs) Is that it made no real impact on me. But I can't really speak on that, because again, I was just an eight-year-old boy, and I was just like, man, where's Iron Man? Well, Jack, to the contrary... I watched it this week in preparation for Avatar 2. Of course. And I have some experience to you. Like, I saw it when I was quite a young boy in theaters, because it's been a million years now. James Cameron, how you doing? Get on that. The greatest um, pioneer. So so we're, like, much, much older now than we were then. But I remember liking it just fine. I think I saw it maybe twice in theaters. We got it on Blu-ray. I watched it. I remember thinking it was pretty cool. Um, But, I mean, it's just, it's undeniable, the whole thing of, like, it, it doesn't seem to have la- left the lasting impact in the same way that other things have. No, not at all. Um, which is just so weird for a movie that more people saw than any other movie ever, supposedly, or yeah. whatever. I mean, I, numbers don't lie, right? That's kind of. 
Um, so, and I was like, have we been too harsh on it? Have I been programmed by the internet to think Avatar is not that good when we all did go and see it? We we gave him a billion dollars or whatever to go see the movie. Like we all saw it, and now we yeah. all pretend like we didn't care. But it's like we cared. We must have. Yeah, we did, right? So I was like, all right, I'm going in with an open mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to purge the internet out of me and all the all the snark and the memeing. Right? Mm. Maybe this is an incredible movie. Maybe this is something special, Jack. Like maybe that's why it's happened. Like something like this doesn't just happen, does it? Right. You don't get the best movie ever. If you're the 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 highest grossing movie ever if there's not something to it and then you don't spend two billion dollars on the sequel unless there's something to right? it right I was like is there some wonder is there some majesty to it all and so I watched it and like I watched the whole thing obviously <laughs> like, I watched the whole movie and like I enjoyed it I, I like stopped playing my video game even to watch the movie so that's that's something that's more than I can expect from you because I initially was just gonna like, I was like oh, I'll watch it but I was like oh, I'll watch I'll, I'll give Avatar my full attention it's been a while I don't remember all the finer details Um, then you found out there were no finer details well so here's the thing I watched the whole movie. And I was like, yeah, that is a movie. It was all right. Um, but I did not feel anything. I, I didn't get any of the majesty <laughs> or wonder or nothing. Like, it didn't, it really didn't leave a super lasting impact on me. And maybe I'm putting too much on it. Maybe I'm putting, yeah, putting a little too much on the shoulders of Avatar because I'm expecting it to be more than it is because of all that. Give you depression. Yeah. Because I've got, yeah, it didn't give me depression. No, it didn't give me depression. It didn't give me, yeah, but it didn't give you like euphoria or anything either. I just no. watched the movie. Um, because, like, can anything live up to being the best movie, the biggest movie ever? Maybe not, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, all I know is that it, this one wasn't <laughs> the no. best movie ever. And I think what some people forget, but one thing I remember, or maybe what's been told to me over the years, and I think I remember because fallibility of my own memory, is that this at this time, when Avatar came out in 2009, it was like when 3D was like, this is the next thing we're making it's- movies with. And then he was like, oh, this movie's in 3D. It's a big movie made by a huge director in 3D. And I, I think that people discount that as a reason why everybody went to see it. Yeah, it should not be. It's undeniable that that's a big factor in its success. Mm-hmm. And also in the money, which is the thing that I kind of... I've heard before, but someone brought it up again recently because, you know, Avatar. Everyone's in Avatar fever. Um, of like, That's part of the reason it made so much money, too, is that probably people saw this saw Avatar in 3D in a higher proportion than... Maybe before. other movies. Yeah. And so it made more money in that way, um, which kind of makes sense. But yeah, I I honestly, I kind of, like, if anything, I, I probably had more problems than I would have thought with Avatar in, in my memory. Like, my nine-year-old memory probably wasn't as critical of it as me now watching it was. Yeah. You know, you've seen a much more movies since then. Yeah. And like, well, I, I think I've gotten past my most cynical phase of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I like, I, you know. You've got empathy now. I've got empathy now. Yeah, I've got that. That's finished. And like, I would think from the, from talking on the, sh- I mean, we're, we 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 dog on some things pretty hard, but generally, I like to I like to like things and I like yeah. hopeful and nice stuff. And like, there is some of that. It's got some nice ideas, but it still wasn't anything incredible. And um, the, yeah, having seen more movies and stuff, the more critical part of my brain was like the. I don't think the dialogue is particularly good in mm. in Avatar. Um, probably just any of the writing, like the script and the. Yeah, the dialogue, the sc- I don't know. what that. What's the difference between the script and the screenplay? I think the screenplay, I, I think the screenplay has, like, directions. It's like, the plot, large. Oh, is it? Maybe? Sto- I don't know, any of it. The story, the the dialogue, which I think is the script, right? Is the script like the dialogue? Whatever, the point is. The words they speak. The words they speak was whatever. The the large, the, the things they do. The plot of it, yeah, the things they do, the words they speak, it's all kind of just fine. Um, It really is just a vehicle for the cool visuals. Mm. And while the visuals are are quite cool you got to give that to james cameron i don't know if it's enough to make this much more than like 
an above average kind of blockbuster. Maybe well above average, because a lot of blockbusters are nothing. Yeah. That we don't even see or whatever, right? So, but, like, it's better than the Fast and Furious movies or whatever, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But if you take, like, yeah, everything, most everything else about the movie is kind of mediocre, and then you put in, like, honestly, exceptional visuals, but that's not enough to offset everything else where this was actually an incredible movie, I don't think. Not at all. And then, um, so then we, so then we saw Avatar 2 this week. Yeah. And, um... It's kind of the, it's kind of that again. It's kind of all the the same things. Yeah, I feel like you could sum this movie with the second verse, same as the first, a little bit louder and maybe a little bit worse. Pretty and much everything I just said about Avatar One, I think you could say about Avatar. I too. think you could, and we and will. I, I would. We will just and now. I, I will. So yeah, I, it looked great. It really it, did. I w- truly. Now I know I'm Mister. I hate everything. Big cynic guy, but I will say I was watching the movie. And I was the beginning. I was like, this is kind of inc- just incredible. The forest stuff. And the, all the forest stuff was probably some of the best shit I've ever seen. Truly, it really was like mind blowing. Yeah, me. some of Where it. I'm like, oh, this. It probably did capture some of that magic because when we were young, right, we were probably more easily impressed. But now the technology has come far enough where it it's one upped itself and it is impressive again. So even yeah, yeah cynical yeah. grown up us was like, oh my god, that is actually incredible. Yeah, like, that's I, amazing. I can't believe they're doing that. Well, so, oh, we just we we did see it in um like 3D RPX everything. So yeah, we, we saw it. The best yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. We didn't go to the IMAX because I don't like our IMAX theater. But everything sh- we did go just short we of that. The best we could, listeners. Yeah, we tried. And yeah, I really did. There's, I mean, I'm, I wasn't reaching at the screen or anything, but there was <laughs> points where, yeah, especially in the very beginning, and it makes me wonder if they didn't front load it a bit with the best 3D shots they had, because there is points in that where I was like, holy shit, it really does look like there's shit floating in the foreground and, yeah. and stuff. So, so uh, it's interesting you bring that up because I think it's front loaded. Because uh, he goes from a dense forest where a bunch of things can happen to the barren, o- the open ocean, which I don't know you know a lot it's about not the ocean. barren. There's a lot of shit. Well, that's, I said barren, but that's what I meant. Kind of the sur- a lot of, some of it is the surface of the ocean and like a sparse island, which depth doesn't, doesn't make for a very interesting depth landscape. Depth doesn't work in the same Well, ironically, because it is water, but depth, yeah. just visually, depth doesn't really work in that same kind of way. No, not at all. It's like, yeah, when they're in the swinging in the trees and it's like there's shit like floating and there's like the god rays coming in and there's yeah. all kind of stuff going on and yeah almost none of this movie takes place in the forest which fair enough because that's that was the last movie i guess but but yeah it does look exceptional um although i will say i i do think there is an element of like maybe you get a little numb to it watching because um we're gonna bring this up a couple times uh this movie was three hours and ten minutes long i mean everyone knows that going in yeah. i would think i would hope at this point I hope you don't roll up to Avatar three surprised by that, expecting something else because it is. Well, that was, that was another observation I had from from watching Avatar. Is I was like, I remember when this came out, it was like unbelievably long to me. Like mm. I couldn't, I couldn't hardly fathom it. <laughs> and this one is like thirty minutes longer, 30, 40 minutes longer than Avatar yeah. one, which is crazy. I mean, that's crazy to Absolutely. believe. Um, especially because Avatar presumably had a lot more like not even presumably I know it did had a lot more like world building and stuff to do on the setup whereas mm-hmm. this was you know expanding upon it it shouldn't shouldn't have to as much yeah they should a little bit of world building with the sea peoples but well yeah so that I guess that's the thing is that they had to do all the setup for them um, but yeah in terms of again like Avatar 1 in terms of everything else it's I don't know <laughs> it's certainly too long uh, you could have cut a lot out of this movie and kept it Almost exactly the same. I think so. Now, I will say that it didn't feel three hours long like the Batman felt three hours long because there was no point in the theater we both looked at each other and went, how much time we got left in this movie? An hour? Oh, dear. Uh, 
But it's certainly, if you think about it long, and if you go, do you need this scene where a kid's holding a whale for 20 minutes? Do we need, do we need three whale then, scenes? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Do we need that scene and then, like, three others like it? <laughs> yeah. Just for him to kind of help in the last battle? Like, no. I guess spoilers for Avatar 2, uh, a kid plays with a whale. But, yeah, leaves, a, leaves some to be desired with uh, length and brevity and, you know, brevity's a soul of wit and all that stuff. No, yeah, for sure. There is definitely a weird trend in Hollywood, I think. Um, although it's probably not even that recent of a trend. It's probably been going on forever with, like, home releases and director's cuts and everything, where there's this, for some reason, there's this, I think, belief that's gotten ingrained into people that, like, oh, director's cuts are better. Um, like, director cut as a term is kind of nonsense. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, and often, it's almost the opposite of a director's cut in actuality, mm-hmm. in that it's not the cut the director wanted because the cut they wanted is the one that made it to the movie theaters. Um, it's just something that you sell DVDs with, right? It's like, come watch all the new footage in the director's cut. This is what he really wanted. I, that's not to say always, right? There's definitely instances where that is the case. Yeah. Like Blade Runner. Blade Runner is a good one. Um, Zack Snyder. I was going to say the Snyder cut, yeah. The, where that, a- the mystery air cut that's out there. Sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for some reason it seems like there's... So that, I guess, like I said, that trend has been going on for a while, but it seems like it's really getting even worse lately where people seem to act like longer is just always better in terms of movie, but it's like, no, the editing is part of the Film the whole process. craft here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting it tight and, and as trim as possible to an extent, or whatever you're trying to achieve with your particular movie. But yeah, just going forever because you can isn't necessarily the, the best thing. Because yeah, you run out of things to say. You can't say yeah. same thing forever. Well, that's my thing that I always try to come back to. I'm like, is this scene adding anything? Or are we really, are we really just kind of retreading some similar ground that some other stuff did mm-hmm. and there is probably instances in this where it's like yeah we we get it he's friends with the whale kind of thing do we need more of this and i get like james cameron clearly loves the water right he's a big ocean guy he loves it he's all about it but it's like wh- there is lots of scenes in this movie where it's just them hanging out in the water and it's like i don't know what is this what is this trying to be yeah i guess it's like you just can't be all things to all people here if you want this to be like a just a cool i'm gonna come to the movies to watch a bunch of ocean shit like it's not literally that is it this yeah. isn't actually Planet Earth. Like, this is a sci-fi action movie, ostensibly. Mm, supposed to be, at least. So, like, do we do we really need a lot of that? Or, I mean, is there a lot of people who are going to be coming to, to see Avatar 2 because it just... Because of, like, the fun nature? I don't know. Maybe, but, like... I can't, I can't imagine too many. I wouldn't think so. No. Maybe it's the kind of thing... And this is what James Cameron maybe has always been good at, right? It's part of the reason um, Titanic, perhaps, was as big of a success as it was, is because it has kind of... Stuff for everyone, whatever. Like that's what they said. Is that mm-hmm. like, oh, it's got like a nice love story, and then everyone dies at the end, so dudes love it or whatever. I don't know how much, so how much truth there is to that, but that's right, kind of the, yeah. the the narrative that I've heard before. Mm. So maybe it's that. Is that James Cameron's like, let's throw in a little bit of stuff for everybody. I don't know. It's yeah, I don't know either. So you want to get in some p- plot specifics here? Yeah. So we start out this movie uh, with a little bit with uh, a Goodfellas esque. Oh, before that, of we'll course, plot stuff, Jack. Do you want to do a little bit? A little bit of theater theatrics? Sure, sure. Oh, yes, pretty, yes. It's a pretty minor one. Um, oh, they're all pretty minor, though. As I brought up a couple weeks ago, it's just us making fun of people, isn't it, really? But that's all right. Yeah. They'll never listen. No um, this week, our theater theatrics was that uh, we were sitting in our seats ready to watch Avatar 2, and Avatar 2 started. And mind you, it was like 25 minutes of trailers, which always upsets me. Yeah, way too many. Some, some genuine ads in there. A secret Sam's Club ad at the beginning. A horrible... Fucking Airbnb ad, and Airbnb sucks, maybe. Yeah. More so than hotels. Yeah, they're kind of the worst, it seems. 
is the vibe that I'm picking up off the internet lately. Oh, yeah. Um, but regardless of all that, so we're there. And the movie finally starts after like half an hour. So it's it literally was probably nearly, very, very nearly, if not literally half an hour after the, our actual start time on our ticket, right? Okay. And there was there was one open seat between me and then the next uh, the next group of individuals, whatever they were. I don't know if they were a couple or something. Right, but there was one empty seat next to me, and then people come into the into our row of the theater looking for their seats after the movie's already started. And I'm trying to watch. I'm trying to get the montage because it's a big montage of Jake Sleep being like, "This is my whole family. These are all the important events." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And there's people next to me would be like, "I think this is my seat," and I'm like, "I don't think it is." And then they're arguing with the other guy. And they're like, "Are these our seats?" And he's like, "I don't think they are." And then they come back to me and they're like, "Is this your?" And I was like, "No, me, me and me and my me and my comrade here." Yeah. Have seats ten and eleven, I believe, and they're like, "Oh, we have twelve and 13. Well, I'm like, "Well, that's not even can't even." And then so then they're like talking to thirteen guy, and thirteen guys like, oh, "I don't think so." <laughs> I don't know what happened to them because they walked away because they were like, "Well, we don't want to be distracting." They literally said that, and I was like, "I appreciate that, but you've you very much have been." Yeah. I will say, <laughs> I was I was dead straight. I was looking straight ahead. I was like, "I gotta focus on this plot." I tried to, but then they they pulled you right. They back pulled out. me. They really did. We're literally like, "Hey, you is is this this?" And I was like, "I don't I don't think it is." I I thought at one point they got a theater person. I think they went to. I think to they did. They, s- I believe they said they were. That's how the interaction with us ended. Is they were like, "Well, we're just gonna go get somebody." And I'm like, "Well, if you really think you've been wronged here, that's all right." But I, I was quite confident. Although, whenever a situation like this arises, you get a little bit of doubt, don't you? Oh yeah, I had doubt in my heart. I was like, oh no, are, are we wrong? Are we in their seats? We weren't. I mean, yeah, or if we were, no one ever came to tell us. <laughs> yeah, what, what especially made me think we obviously weren't was that. The whole row was full, except for where we were sitting. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, all right, the chances of... I mean, this is probably a fallacy way of thinking, but if is, is the chance that these two people are right over all of us, like, I don't know, it feels like we're probably... Everyone who sat in their seats... Yeah, because what, what do you even do? Is is a is a steward about to come into the... Literally, yeah, like 10 minutes into the movie and be like, you've all got to get up and, and move one chair down. Everybody like, that's shift. not going to happen, is it? No. In the middle of Avatar 2? I, mean, I guess it could, but I don't... Yeah, I will say though, I gotta, I gotta admit, I do find the numbering confusing. They gotta put them, just gotta put them on the seats. Yeah, they gotta do something more, because it's on like one of the arms, but not. So then it's sometimes you're like, wait, wait, because they share arms, kind of thing. So yeah. it's like, is that the left arm? Is that one, or is it? So is that one eleven, or is that one twelve? It is confusing. So I, I, you know what? I, I, I empathize with them. I perhaps I really they do. just had the wrong row entirely. They could have, but then I feel like that came up because the guy who was who was adjacent to us was like, no, it, this is I. And they're like, well, we're in I. They could have been in the wrong theater, perhaps. Maybe that would explain why they were late as well because they were going to the wrong time, you know? Yeah. That they were showing up. Because they were supposed to be the AMC. Like, <laughs> These I meant like the wrong theater. Well, in, yeah, but yeah, they could have been. <laughs> like, you no, know, your ticket's across town. I don't know how you got in here. <laughs> I'm so, you know what? Good on you. You know, maybe, you know what? You can have my seat. You've, been, <laughs> you've put in off so much work. Because that's, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like they really do build in quite a buffer, and maybe maybe people have gotten too used to that, and then they go off of that. Even, oh yeah, I mean we almost missed Bullet Train because of that. Yeah, it's weird. Sometimes the the trailers literally seem to go on for twenty thirty minutes, and then sometimes they are much less. And if if I'm not careful, I can fall into that trap too, because I do sometimes go in thinking like, oh, I've got plenty of time, and I'm like, oh, almost missed it. There was that one time I double featured. What was it? Last night in Soho and. French dispatch real quick, like I had, I did that too. Oh, I had to drive south like an hour. I watched Spot <laughs> and So I got in my car and I drove all the way to the other theater that was showing it in the bigger city that was near me. And I was like, I've got here, I've done it. I did no homework that day. Homework be damned. But you did work for this show. I did work for this show. We thank you for it, Jack. <laughs> 
Somebody's got to thank me, please. But yeah, um, um, all that was a long-winded way of me saying I don't, I, I didn't really catch very well the first scene there where he's talking about all his kids, which I really would have benefited from, I think. And that's probably why they put it in the movie. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? They they talk about how so the movie opens with a Godfather esque Ray Liotta, um, Godfather, excuse me, Goodfellas, I meant Ray Ray Liotta esque monologue by Jake Sully about like yeah you know all the all the sky people left the humans and now. I'm chief and I'm living with my family and we got a son first and then we adopted Sigourney Weaver's daughter who's an avatar too. She's our daughter and I just had a thought, Jack. Yeah. Is that you think she's is she not older than him? No, because she's a baby. Huh? So which one? So the Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, child? Well, shouldn't Sigourney Weaver be what are the chances that she was conceived after Jake and Natiri's son? That doesn't really make sense, does oh, it? No. You know what I mean? Right. But then apparently I was reading. Oh, um, was, was she, was, oh, oh! You know what I was reading? What? Uh, apparently, when they did that Avatar re-release, they put scenes in or something. Oh. That apparently dealt with the kids and like like the started to kind of explain it and it and it something something about one of those scenes implied that Natiri was pregnant by the end of Avatar, the first movie. Yeah. When they have section of the tree. we just don't see. It. Yeah, like that. Probably so. By the end of the movie, she was already with child. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Regardless, um, are we gonna be able to remember their names? I don't even. I didn't remember. I'll try to bring him up, but yeah, it's tough. Because they're because he he gives them like human names. Because I he refers to them. Jake does in like human regular names, and all the other like Navi people re- refer to them in like the Navi way of saying it. Yeah, like their full name. It's like full names versus nickname thing, really. Yeah. Because I think one of them's name is literally like Jake calls him Noah or like something like like a regular person like human name. So Sigourney Weavers is Kiri, I guess I knew that one. And they call her Kitty. So yeah, like, they cut, yeah, like with a T? Yeah. Sometimes it seems They're like, like Kitty. I don't know why they call her that, though. Um, one of them is Natayam. Oh. Which one, which one is that? I guess one of his sons is Natayam. Loak is the other one. Loak is the younger one. So Natayam is the older son, Loak is the younger son. And then the youngest daughter is Tuk. Right, right. Or like Tuk Tuk. Um, what do we think of all the kids, though? So, that b- big part of it. The kids are basically the main characters in this one, we should yeah. say. Particularly the second son and... Kitty. Kiri, I would say, yeah. Uh, and we know that going in. He's been saying that for a while, that the sequels are going to be about their kids. Which makes sense. That's the natural kind of progression of it. Yeah. Jake and Natiri. Well, I mean, Natiri is whatever. He's like, unfortunately, something of a side character at times in both these movies. She doesn't get as much of a fleshed-out arc as anybody. But, um... Jake's obviously mostly done with his after that. And not to say that he doesn't do, he doesn't learn things in this movie, but that's the natural progression for stuff like this. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, now their kids get to have do the arcs. Yeah, do the arcs and have the lessons and things. So, we, what do we, I think they're good? I think they're all right. Uh, fine. Again, the other ones that get big, real character to them are the other kids. Yeah. So, the eldest son, Natayam, doesn't really do a whole ton? He, I mean, he does stuff. He's there. He's around, I they should They kind of just do the prodigal son kind of thing, where the older son does everything the father says and tries to be, like, live up to, and the younger son kind of can't keep up or kind of is a rebel, and he's got to learn the lessons and be more responsible. Uh, I did not... He was fine. The younger son was fine. Like, it was whatever. Too many whale scenes with him and his whale buddy. But I really think Kitty was just... I did not care for, because it's just the voice of full-grown woman Sigourney Weaver... And it's very well, full grown is an understatement. She's like yeah. seventy four. Like it's it really is kind of strange. And I don't know why James Cameron. Did they probably that. just didn't have to do that. No, just give her. They could have just right. I I don't because it's like you're oh, you're like oh it's because she's her daughter. 
Wait, a daughter, daughters don't have to be identical to their mother. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Have that doesn't actually follow, code. does it? No. You don't need to use the same actor to be the actor's daughter. That they don't. They actually almost never do that. Really? Yeah. Is cast an actor to play their own daughter? <laughs> well, sometimes they do. In different contexts, you can be like, "I'm, I'm myself and my ancestor in this movie." They do that sometimes. Yeah, but but no, not when when the actor in question is seventy four. Yeah. You don't use them to be their own daughter. And the daughter is like fifteen or something. Or yeah, it seems unnecessary. But I mean, they definitely do something to her voice. It's not just Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, but I what they do to their voice is even more unsettling because it's like it's. Just doesn't sound right. Like, it's, it's a little weird, yeah. It's a very um, modified. But she's voice. clearly going to be really significant going forward. So I don't know how they're going to deal with it. It's Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, I guess she. I assume she just does the voice work. Surely. Mm. Do you think someone else does the mocap for her? Yeah, they've got to. You'd think. I'd hope. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, there's a and unfortunately with her character. There's maybe more questions than answers in this movie. Absolutely. <laughs> but again, that's because clearly they're going to follow up on it. And, the next three films. Next nine hours of Avatar. So the big thing is we got the kids and then um the humans just show up um uh, and they return. After all those kids are born in about fifteen, they all show up, they return. Hmm. Jake sees him in the sky and he's like, Oh shit and then they land and then it's on. And then we just do a big one year time jump and um they've they've colonized it pretty effectively. They've started setting up a like a terraform city. Um and they directly reference, which I appreciate, because I was like, oh, this is weird. This doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, how are they making so much progress in one year when we know that the other operation from Avatar 1 was, like, I don't know, years, decades long? And yeah. it was didn't seem to have made such a big foothold. But they literally directly say that. Um, L.O.D. Young, who is the general, general in this mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It's weird, but all right. Um, <laughs> she's like, yeah, we made more progress in a year than we did in the previous 30. And I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> okay, they- fair enough. We're surprised by our own progress. Because basically because they're they're no holds barred, right? Mm. Um, which is kind of what Jake foresaw um, in the last movie. As I just watched it, I remember. He has a scene where he's like, guys, we got to protect it because on Earth they don't have any green anymore. They killed their mother, right? Because it's all about the great mother. Yeah. He's like, Earth doesn't have anything. They're going to fight because they want our they want Pandora. Um, cause yeah, because again, because they killed their mother. There's no green on Earth anymore. I'm like, oh, that's grim, James Cameron. Um, but that's why they've returned. It's not about the unobtainium necessarily or anything else. It's literally because there's no, they're there's, like, maybe we should just terraform Pandora and just take it over because Earth is, is in that bad of a state, apparently. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily follow because it's like, you just you got enough resources to send a bunch of spaceships four year, light years away. You can build, you can make humans, you can clone big monster people. Yeah, what's that your about? mind into? But whatever. What do I know, James Cameron? Nothing. Nothing compared to him. He's the greatest pioneer. That's right. Um. So, yeah. They're fighting like this little insurgency, which is pretty cool. I I really like the action in the beginning of this movie, um, and actually sort of the end. Yeah, it's kind of bookended by that cool action, which again maybe is maybe it is fair that there's like a balance here because I don't know if these movies would be hitting the same themes if it was just a bunch of war, right? Yeah, you kind of need the beauty and all for it to matter, I guess. So I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself into it, Jack. Maybe, maybe James Cameron really is a visionary. Nope, less beauty. Three hours long. Um, Can't talk me out of that. But yeah, the the actions is pretty cool. I gotta say. I mean, and there's definitely, yeah. that's definitely intentional, right? right? Of course, you gotta, I mean, it's what you're kind of paying for. This isn't fucking All Quiet on the Western Front. It is a sci-fi action movie. Mm-hmm. James Cameron of, you know, Aliens and fucking Terminator, Terminator fame. He's into it. He, 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 He's down for there's it. There's definitely, he definitely expects people to watch it and be like, this is cool. Yeah. I'm having a good time. Like, they're riding around their beasts, but they've got machine guns. And RPGs. Yeah, they get, <laughs> they open a bunch of crates and they're like, RPGs, stingers. And I'm like, yeah, they just got a bunch of rockets. They're, they're shooting down the... I don't remember what they're called, but whatever those 
hover jet things are. Mm. They're going crazy with it. Um, but then we get the we have the villain, which is just the colonel guy from last time, but he's in an avatar now, and all his buddies are in avatars. And they're like, you want to hunt him down? Um, and so they do. They get pretty close. They get his kids and stuff. Right? Yeah. And that's why they have to go to the water, because Jake's like, we have to leave because they're going to follow us. Um, I don't they, know if that really tracks for me, logically. Because they Again, just follow that's him. pretty weak writing, I feel like. Well, my thing was that they wouldn't follow them. Yeah. If Jake leaves under, like, Cloak of Darkness like they do, and he takes his whole family because he's like, they're following me, so we should leave so that they don't find us here in the mountains, that doesn't really follow because they should have no reason to stop looking in the mountains for them. Yeah. Why would why would Quaritch or whatever, why would they think that they weren't still in there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure, they should just continue until they found them all and be like, oh, well, Jake's not here, but I guess we'll kill all these dudes. Yeah, just for fun. Just for the hell of it. And then, and even then, when they do figure out where he is, they just find him anyway, and he's like, oh, I can't believe they found me again. What, what am God, I supposed to do? Geez. It's like, buddy, what, what are you trying to get done here? You had to go way far away for that to happen. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about Spider. Oh, I don't care. So there's a character. I like spider. spider. Why do you hate Spider so much? Also, dumb name. Don't care for it. Thank God he had a real name. Don't know why they call him Spider. Um, so he is a character who is a human who was left behind um, largely because Terrible. he was a baby and you can't put a baby in cryo. Yeah. So he grew up on Pandora and he thinks of himself as one of the Navi. He like hangs out with the Navi and lives with them and stuff. So he's got like war paint down, but he's got to have the thing, which is he's the character we called out from the trailer. Where I was like, who is this kid? Yeah. See their son? He's kind of their son. He's like their adopted son. Sort like of. I'm like a stray cat. Yeah. But he's the kids. Yeah. He's he's one of those kind of, he's in between two worlds, unfortunately. Yeah. For him. But he learned some things this movie. Good on him. God bless him. He's all right. He doesn't shoot anybody. I thought for sure he's going to shoot somebody. Because in that trailer, it's that shot from earlier, early on when he looks real scary because he's got his bow back and he's, they love snarling at people in this. It's so annoying when he does it. It's like, stop snarling. Shut the <laughs> fuck up. You know you're not a cat. Like, it's not going to work. You don't have the face or the teeth. Doesn't work as well, does it? No, you're a stupid. Also, stupid he's behind the mask thing. So yeah. what's he gonna do? He's not gonna. You, you can't strike with your teeth. He can't actually bite you if even if he wanted. Can yeah. he? So what's that about? And if he could bite you, his mask would break, and then he couldn't breathe because there's too much carbon dioxide. That's what it turns out, I guess. James Cameron's known enough about uh, how gas. Well, yeah, what work. do they breathe? They don't breathe carbon dioxide, do they? Surely not. No, that'd be insane. Unless do they? They're like plants. I mean, I guess why couldn't you? I, well, you could physically, I guess, but. They wouldn't, I guess. If their body was just set up opposite wise, would that work? Why can't you just use carbon? So they need oxygen to. They would just be plants. They'll the be... respiration would just be, yeah, it would just be different. But I they... suppose it could work, right? Well, respiration still, um, I guess, I guess respiration as we understand it still uses um, carbon dioxide, using oxygen to make carbon dioxide. I know. So. It should be reverse. They got could carbon fiber in their bones. They do have carbon fiber in their bones. Whatever that, whatever that means. It's a naturally occurring carbon fiber, which is just carbon. It's like, Fibrous? I mean, are my muscles kind of carbon fiber to an extent? <laughs> in, in a very real way, I think they are. But again, <laughs> so James Cameron about, doesn't know all about no, science, No, I don't think I he think. does. He just, it just sounds cool, doesn't it? Yeah. It doesn't really ever come up after, uh, beside that opening monologue. Also, they, their arrows are poisonous. He says that in that opening monologue of Avatar. I don't know if that ever is displayed. Because the Avatar- Or the, needed. Well, because the arrows just kill you, don't they? Because they're huge, they're if hum- you're a human. Yeah. The arrows just get you anyway, so it doesn't really matter, but- Yeah, it's great that the arrow's poisonous, but I'm pinned to a metal wall. <laughs> I'm not going to get out of the wall. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the- He, he is sort of the X factor as to why they, they do figure it out, is because they have Spider with them, because the, the Avatars catch him, and then they've got him. And then also there's a thing, because he's Korch's son, so they've got a weird dynamic going yeah. on there. It's a whole thing. 
Um, and then Spidey, for some reason, is like, I know what I'll do. I'll take them right to where the big pterodactyls are and be like... Yeah, it is pretty... That was pretty dumb of him to not somehow... Because he, he wasn't really ever, like, super buddy-buddy with him, but he's like, yeah, we'll just do this. It'll be cool. He's like, oh, look at you guys. You're riding them. This is sweet. Oh. And he, like, taunted him. He's like, you know, Jake Sully, he did it without that stupid trank, and he did it the, the cool way. But then... And he's, like, teaching him how to speak now. He's like, why are you... Why are you doing this? And they start doing war crimes, and he's like, oh, I couldn't have seen this coming. It's like, sure you did. They ca- they captured you. You don't remember? You don't remember when they, they were torturing you before? They used your brain thing? Like, you even have a thought, we're going to see it on this big that's monitor. Wow, that's very scary, isn't it? Good that he's... St- I mean, he resisted that, though. His, that's, his, that feels quite impressive. They were turning their brain, his brain to mush, for sure. If they can see whatever you think of, and you can still manage to get past him, that's all right. Good on him. Yeah, his brain is probably being turned to mush because his nose is bleeding and shit. But yeah, so that's kind of the whole movie, though, is that the... They, they leave to go to the sea people, and then they just... It's all about them getting acclimated to the sea, and then the whole movie, it's just Korich being like, where are you, Jake Sully? I'm going to find you, Jake Sully. But there are huge gaps in that plot point. He They do the beginning, then they leave, and then we do not see him again. He gets his little flying pterodactyl. We don't see him again for an hour, and then he shows up, and he's like, I got a boat now. Let's go. Well, no, they get to the boat. They go to the boat. She Elodie Young gives them the boat. She's like, go take this boat. I feel there's a pretty big gap between them, though. I don't remember. I can... I don't know, yeah. Maybe? It felt like, I guess there felt like there was a, a, an, an... Well, un- the point is it's very sporadic. Like, it's yeah. definitely not equal parts. Not, nor maybe should it should... Nor maybe should it be. But, yeah. It's just like, just tons and tons of the the Sully's, you know, acclimating to the to the ocean. And then it's just like, and we're still looking for you, Jake Sully. We're going to kill you. Get it. Okay. His kids get kidnapped about six different times throughout this movie. All that keeps time. getting redone where it's like, oh, they've got the kids. And then the kids get away and they're like, oops, we got them again. <laughs> oh, we tripped over them like, again. That's almost comical when it happens. Yeah. And to, to even the level that his daughter's like, I can't believe they got us again. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, all right. Chase Cameron, you, this doesn't make you more clever for writing that in. Well, you yeah, wrote this movie. Yeah, exactly. I do like Tuk Tuk, I got to say. She's yeah, she nice because she's just kind of uncomplicated and just happy. Well, little, child. Which is always nice. It's yeah. a fun archetype to just be like, I'm just excited. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. That's nice. Nice, refreshing child. Because the rest of them are kind of angsty teens. Mm. One Sigourney Weaver trapped in a little, uh, like a teenage girl's body. Yeah. She's talking to Mother Earth, maybe. Yeah. Mother, Mother Pandora. Or maybe just is epileptic and has. Yeah, so that's weird. That's what I mean. With, so, with her character in particular, is maybe more questions than answers. Is that she's either like the chosen one or something, maybe? Mm. I feel like is where they're going towards it. Or maybe she does just have epilepsy because they, they come and examine her. Um, Norm and the other guy is whose name I can't remember, and they're like, "Yeah, she has epilepsy. <laughs> she literally has epilepsy." And they're and he's like, "But she was talking to the tree." And he's like, "Yeah, that's actually a side effect of epilepsy. It's a it's a known thing. The symptom, yeah, it's a known symptom. Is like these these religious. moments of that that you perceive as religious euphoria and stuff. So that's probably all it is." And he's like, "Oh man, it's like oh shit. I guess I am a human with human." But then Kate Winslet comes in and just like breathes on her, and she she wakes up. Um, so I don't know what James Cameron's getting at there. Because when he has the actual scientists tell me that's epilepsy, am I not supposed to believe them because she shows that she knew she knew better? I don't. Maybe it's maybe it's for Avatar three. Well, I'm sure I would hope it's going to get answered. Because again, that's kind of where it ends off. It's just like maybe she has epilepsy. Maybe she talks to God. Yeah, it doesn't get resolved no, in this movie. Not even close. He, she can also control animals. Like if she hooks up to them, she's like control over them. But not even like when she controls them. Because she controls all the small ones that light up. It's, I don't know what that's about. Maybe I don't know if it's control, though, as much as she like just influence. is better at talking to them. Perhaps. I think that's more of what yeah. it is, is that like they listen to her because she listens to them, maybe. Uh, she just seems very in tune with the whole nature, nature. of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
even more so in tune than the rest of them, which are pretty pretty in tune. They they love it. A uh, big point is the whales in this. Um, oh God, I can't believe shit about they're like they're whales. like super intelligent whales, like like hyper intelligent. I mean, there's a, we have a lot of that on Earth. People like is this animal maybe as smart as us? Maybe maybe. But these whales just can talk to you, so it's yeah. not even a question. Because um, dolphin, dolphin, as smart as a dolphin is, can't talk to it me. Can't, no, dolphin we, can't play Fortnite. That's nope. for sure. If it can talk, it's not, we we don't know how to talk to it yet. But yeah. these whales just talk back and forth with humans easy, mm. just fully complex. I don't I don't know how they learned it from each other necessarily, well, but of the, at some point, the Earth or whatever, the Mother Earth or something. Maybe they got the tendrils or whatever. Maybe at first, when when his son is talking to the one whale, and I'm like, why does that whale understand him? And I guess as we understand, it's because that whale already knew mm-hmm. how to talk to it. That was he wasn't the first Navi that the whale had met, so that's that's why kind of thing. But at first, I was like. Am I really just meant to believe that he just knows intrinsically? That's <laughs> he kind of just gets the vibe. He just gets the vibe. But no, it's because the whales are are taught how to communicate. I don't know how the Navi interpret the whale, the, like the whale bellowy thing. What yeah. do you call those? Whale songs? No, whale calls? Calls, I guess, where they're just like, and he's like, ah, yeah, it's a very good story, friend. Soul sister. Soul fuck. sister. I met a boy, and there's like, me too. I'm a big whale. I met a whale boy. He's very cute. So I don't know what that's about, but they can talk to the whales. That's their spirit siblings. They're like, yeah. they're like the whales are all pacifists too. They're, they're like the Tuathuan. Very pacifist. Yeah, the yeah, very much so. Because um, if you if you even fight back for a moment, it's like you're actually the worst. You're the actually whales. the worst. You've caused all of the death ever. Actually, don't you know? <laughs> it's because of you. And it's like good on them for like trying to be that way, but it's not the move as it turns out. And by the end of this movie, I guess. That whale commits. He's like, no, I, I will. I will be a fighting whale. I don't yeah. even care. I'm fighting. Fighting um, for my friends. Fighting. I'm gonna save my friends, which is all right. I think that makes. I think the movie's kind of clear, probably in that then, right? Yeah, the movie's probably like, no, you should fight for good things. Maybe yeah. I would think. There's that one quote from some guy I saw today about how pacifism is a uh, let's fascism win. Cause you well, that's fight. how I always feel about it. Yeah, can't exactly. not fight. Only, if you if you're just like committed to just not fighting at all, that just means that the people who who are willing to do it. Will win. We'll do horrible things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pacifism means that, yeah, like the the strong will always rule over the weak and the cruelly, the, cruel, the cruel, yeah, always. the cruel will always rule over the kind kind of thing. So you got to do like an Andor every now and again. You got to You got to smash. You got to smash a fascist with a brick. God bless. It's got him. your dead mom in it. So, <laughs> um, I, I there's a couple of scenes like here's younger son. I know it's the point, but God, he's such a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's they're both the, pretty dweeby kids. But like, again, that yeah, that is kind of the because they're like, hey man, that whale you're finding, he's kind of like a murderer. We don't like him very much. And he's like, he'd never do that. I just met him. You don't know him like I know him. It's like I don't know, fellow. The, the whales told us, and they'd know him. But again, that's us. just that James Cameron dialogue really yeah. doing wonders for you. Oh God, yeah, just the most stir- yeah, that is pretty stir- Like, You don't get him. You don't know him like I do. He would never do that. And then the whale tells him, and is like, that's kind of how it happened. And he's like, oh geez. It's like, oh. Hmm. I don't. Maybe that does happen beforehand. But he's like, no, it's not that simple. It's because he didn't know because th- th- he didn't kill them. The, the bad guys killed them. Which you would think that would be a pretty clear distinction. Yeah. You would think if they found those dead people, they'd be like, oh, they've been shot by bullets. They didn't get killed by a whale. Because <laughs> <laughs> huh, the whale got a gun? <laughs> but whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I will say there is an extended whaling scene. Um, It was upsetting, I, I will say, which was very much um, the intention, I'm sure. Especially because it was um, Kate Winslet's soul sister and it's the baby dies because it won't leave its mother, I think. Yeah, and they're like, two for the price of one, baby. Let's go. We got we got this thing that stops aging. Yeah, so that's the new thing. So I guess James Cameron has res- resp- chosen to respond to the critiques of Unobtainium, um, which maybe I wasn't paying attention closely enough, but from my rewatch of Avatar, I don't recall what 
on Obsidian was good for. Um, but in this one, the the what is it like the spinal fluid of the whale, the brain fluid, kind of brain fluid, yeah. some kind of internal fluid off this whale, um, just completely halts human aging. He says, just com- just totally Stop, stops dead it. Dead stops said. it. How he, he, he repeats that for emphasis. He's like, just totally stops the Australian uh, ship captain guy. So uh, apparently the, the whale fluid stops you aging entirely. So it's like the most valuable substance anyone's ever heard and of. And he's like, this is funding this whole operation. This vial is 80 million. And I'm thinking that's not enough money. Which again, is very much the exact same thing from the one before. Where he was like, Grace, this whole operation, this this rock is funding all your goofy science. And he said, now he says that, but instead it's to the Flight of the Concords guy. Yes. And he's like, mm, hip hop. Mm, I'm a hip hop apotamus. <laughs> Mm, I'm not so hip. I'm not so hip. I'm just an apotamus now, and he's a sad marine biologist because he's doing horrible things. He's not a big fan of it. He's 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 cool with it at the end when the whale gets revenge. Yeah, I thought he was gonna live. He doesn't live. Oh no, he's dead. Probably, but maybe. I think so. I'm pretty sure he's dead. He was on that rock alone. Yeah, one of the two. And then he's good as dead, isn't he? Mm-hmm. For sure. So, uh, what to mention? How do we feel about Korich as the villain and his and his I, avatar? Career? I didn't like looking at him. I do think there's something kind of wrong, which again is, is probably intentional. There's something a little bit wrong about them, like being Navi, but then just like dressing up and acting like humans and being all shitty. Yeah, I also like his. I, I didn't care for him like as a villain. I'm like he just like I gotta go revenge because because he killed me because of how shitty I was. Yeah, because I was the worst. I was the worst dude ever. Like it is funny. I mean, but how else would you expect him to react right but when he watches the the video of him dying and it's like it's not like they killed him in cold blood Mm-mm. they very much were defending himself and jake gives him multiple chances in the movie to be like we don't gotta do this man we don't gotta like fight like this come on you can we can still just be friends and move on and he's like i'm gonna kill you only good aliens are dead alien <laughs> and then like he dies and then he's like these bastards killed me <laughs> what the fuck he literally, like, he literally watches his own death on camera and is like, I'm going to crush my skull because I'm not a human anymore. That's what I'll do. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you, bro? You maniac. Like, yeah, she shot you with an arrow and they're like, she's an animal. It's like, I don't know. They were the ones who were like, yeah, we don't have to do this, man. You could really just walk away and you were like, I insist upon killing you savagely. <laughs> so, I don't know. I got to persevere against you, Jake Silly. He's a real dick, that guy. I'm not a fan. No, I'm not a fan of him either. Uh, um, but he gets away in the end because his son isn't... So him and so this is maybe my favorite sequence in the whole movie is when they have to get their kids back on the boat and so him Natiri and Jake go and fight them all and they're fighting the evil avatars and humans some of the remaining humans and they're just tearing them up man oh my god they don't stand a chance they're against just them. going ham it's sick oh yeah There's I love good it stuff it's one of the only times that I feel like they've they've done well I mean there's only been the two movies but I I was saying to you that after I watched it there's not actually a number very many scenes at all where the Navi get to actually like exploit their Avatar powers? Yeah, they're increased size and everything against the humans. Because there's not very many melee conflicts at all. Pretty much every time they come out ahead, the humans in Avatar are just like, well, we have ships and guns and, like, missiles. So it doesn't really come up. But in this one, Jake and Natiri, well, and, I mean, the filmmakers make this scene. They set it up in a way that they get to use that to their advantage. And they do get to, like, actually fight them. And they're throwing, they're throwing humans around. Oh, and yeah. she's shooting people in the eyes with arrows. I loved it. Oh, that was sick. Oh, yeah. She even threw people into other people, I think, at one point. Just oh, yeah. Human into a Navi. I was like, God damn. She's, she's going real feral because it's the only time she could do anything in the plot. Yeah. Because when she has to go, yeah, kind of. It was a real Zendaya and Dune situation. She's got to go sicko mode to, to kill some people. Yeah. Which is, yeah, kind of what she did in the last one, too, is when she had to save Jake from 
Korich. So I don't know. I do wish she got a little bit more to do. But again, they're very much not the main character of this one, but somehow Jake is still more main than her, isn't he? So, oh, 100%. Um, but then Jake and Viter- or Jake and Korch have a knife fight at the end. Goes on for quite a while. Yeah, it kind of uh, like a... One thing I will say about movie is that it kind of, a lot of points, looks like a video game. Because it's so like, Yeah, something def. about the rendering and the... Frame rate or something. And we're talking about it. Like, to my knowledge, the way that they would do like video game cutscenes and the way they did this movie, I think is pretty much the same i would say so like they just made god of war ragnarok kind yeah, of it's literally how they do those it's just you have people on pretty much a blank stage um and they're in mocap suits and they just do it all and then you you render it all and everything after the fact so i don't know i don't know what it is about this one in particular that has I, more of that effect than the first one because mm-hmm. i didn't notice that as much i really didn't want rewatching it maybe it had to do with the screen we were watching it on and the fact that it was like you know, obviously all big and blown up and super high def and like 3D. The 3D maybe didn't hurt or help or hurt. I don't know if it's the frame rate's too fast or too slow. I don't I don't really understand all that, but it there's definitely an element. And, there, and some of it almost comes like this. I don't know if this makes any sense, but there's at times where the shots themselves or like the camera work almost felt like it was out of a video game itself. Like mm. it's, a, it's the type of scene that I feel like I only usually see in a video game. In a video game yeah, when you're, I definitely when you're dealing that. with a fixed digital camera not real filmmaking techniques mm-hmm. um like in particular we both agreed right the the train scene in the beginning when the like the train derails and it's like flying and they have this thing where the like, the camera's like fixed to the train as the train flies but it i don't know something about that i was like oh yeah that feels like a video game cutscene I, I again i don't know exactly what it is i don't I feel like i'm not knowledgeable enough yeah, i couldn't i couldn't put it words. into words but i knew it I, you showed it to me and be like well that's what it is i knew it when i see it yeah um the sea people. We didn't talk a lot about the sea peoples. So they, they meet yeah, the, we didn't talk much about them. Meet the sea peoples. Uh, they're different than the forest peoples because they're like a turquoise, teal kind of blue instead of the dark, deep, rich blue, navy blue kind of thing that the forest people got going on. Uh, they have like very broad chests, thick chests because they need a lot of air to breathe underwater or not breathe them, but hold their breath underwater like divers. And they got thick arms and like long, like almost not prehensile, but like tails like a fin kind yeah of. more like flappy fishy yeah. kind of yeah and they make fun of them they're like look at these fucking dipshits they ain't got <laughs> skinny arms and bullshit tails and oh, yeah, they're, they're a little they're a little racist in the meeting <laughs> yeah look at these dumb forest people they can't even swim good <laughs> yeah what, you want to swim? what the fuck this sucks listen listen water people if we took y'all into the forest you wouldn't climb trees so good either so what are we doing huh? yeah they also don't like that they have five fingers i didn't i didn't know that was like uh, yeah, you remember? I yeah. didn't remember that. I was like, the avatars have four because they're humans, so they gave the avatars four fingers. Well, five, whatever. Yeah, everyone look at it. Because it'd be weird if you had to go back between your normal body and your avatar body and your just dead. So that yeah, let them keep point it. of distinction. Yeah. So then they're like, well, if you if you're like a the, you can tell if you're like a clone or like one of the avatar bodies or like a half breed because you'll yeah, have those so fingers. Avatar, so obviously Jake's avatar body has four, and then his kids all have four mm-hmm. as a result of that. And they make fun of like, ah, oh, you freak. And then the one kid, really funny, he's like, oh, look at my weird hand. I can pull in the fist and he just they throw hands. <laughs> so it's wailing on. Yeah. Because they have, they the um sea people, I don't remember what they're actually called. But yeah, the sea navi don't seem to even have, I don't know how poseable their fingers even look. They're very they only have, They might only have three. Like two fingers and a thumb almost, it looks like. Do they even have? No, I think they had three. I don't know. But they, yeah, they look more like stuck into being a fin almost, which is how... One would certain think. animals are right. Yeah, that like they have they have fingers under there, but they don't. They're all they're all fused together now. Yeah, they so. they're almost like a different species. They really are pretty close to it. 
which is the thing we we talk about species a lot on this show. Yeah, well, more than you might guess. More than one would assume based on the other topic. Exactly. Talk about, but hey, so yeah, I think that they they would probably meet our definition. I would think. Yeah, I mean they they diverge enough that they just have different traits. We never seen of them trying to mate with each other, so we I mean, don't know yet. It's unclear. Jinx Sully's kid's probably going to try to do it next Yeah, movie. they're probably into each other. That's how it seems, at least. They're Got that cool. W Riz. <laughs> sure. At least he's trying. Um, I don't know what that girl's name is. I've seen her I name. couldn't tell you. I did see the before the movie came out, like, the actress who plays her was taking pictures of all, like, of the posters around the city that she lives in of her, like, her character. That's cool. I was like, you oh, always love look that. Look at me. And I was like, oh, that's fun for you. You're an avatar. That's very good. Yeah. You love that. God damn. Um, I don't know how to say that. Soraya, I don't remember. Is it Soraya? That might be her. Yeah, name. I think it's like Soraya. Yeah, she's all right. She's she's a character. She's got two brothers herself. Um, the chief of the water people is Cliff Curtis. Um, he's in things I've seen before. He's all right. He's a cool actor. He's in Ten Thousand BC, I think, which is a horrible, horrible movie. Very inaccurate too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, to the year Ten Thousand BC. Yeah. yeah. Well, I believe it has an alien at the end. So. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I don't even know if anyone. I don't even know if there was a pretend there. <laughs> Right, of course. He's also Fire Lord Ozai in the horrible live yeah. live action Last Airbender adaptation. Oh, I never watched that movie. You're not missing much. Yeah. But yeah, they're cool. They got their own traditions and stuff. I will say, th- when they first get there, Jake's like, hey, thank you guys so much for taking us in. We're going to make sure to carry our weight. I feel like I never got a sense they were actually learning how to do anything very productive for no. like the for like the community. They just learned to like go swimming and like hang out with fish and go s- Lots of swimming and really look at all the pretty fish. And hunting and ride the big alligator gar thing. Yeah, but I don't know if they ever really, I feel like they didn't learn much of, like, what do you, what do, what do those people do to support the community? Hunt fish? Hunt and fish? Is that it? They weave in baskets underwater, maybe? Maybe mend? Mend things? Mend things? Mend the, mend the Well, they're make at huts? one point, um, the, is it Natiri, the wife? Yeah. Natiri and Kitty are like making, like folding, I think maybe they're making food or something. Yeah, they're like folding like leaves, leaves. up. Leaves. So maybe they're, they're making leaf wraps. Maybe they're doing. Do you doing cook it. those? In, I think you maybe cook those and then you take them out. I don't know. Maybe they're making rations for people leaving or something. Yeah, they're doing something maybe. Maybe they're not. I mean, there's a lot of contention in the tribe. They're not there for super long. But th- no. They're there for like a month? No, probably a little longer than that. Two months? A few months, I would. Uh, maybe not, because like, yeah. Does, How long is spider? I was gonna say, does do they have spider for like months? On I don't think so. You're probably right. So yeah. I don't know. Which is the weird thing. So at the very end of this movie, after they do the big thing, Jake's like, "Well, we'll leave now that we've really we're, we're gonna bring down a lot of heat on you guys." And they're like, "No, nah, you should stay. You're just fully water people now." And I'm like, "That is weird. It's a weird totally change to shift your whole thing." Because Jake's thing is at the end of the movie, he's like, "Well, I'm ready to fight. I realize we got to fight now." And I was like. Oh, that, okay, so Jake's going to go back. They're going to go back. They're going to ba- return to the forest. They're going to be with the people. Because, I mean, Natiri's mom is still there, right? Mm-hmm. Nice CCH Pounder avatar. <laughs> um, she's hanging out still, and, like, the rest of their friends and stuff. So I was like, the, he's going to go back to the insurgency, and they're going to, yeah. like, really and show like, what's right, Make me chief again. I'm yeah, because he's best at it, clearly. That guy, that young dweeb isn't going to know what the... He doesn't know shit about fuck, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So why would... Yeah. Why would, you, why would he not? But then Cliff Curtis is like, you guys should stay. And then he's like, all right, we're water people now. And I'm like, you're not really. You don't have to be, though. This yeah. is not a necessity. And I understand that you like these people. You can still be friends with them and all. But you don't. You don't I don't know. I don't know, if it made, I don't know if I really buy it in terms of like the story there. That he's just like, all right, cool. We're water people now. Yeah. And I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't really get a sense that he was. They're like, now your kid lies with our ancestors now. Oh, it's also spoiler alert. Uh, the oh, oldest yeah, son yeah, is yeah, shot to death. Got shot in the heart. And, you know, and he's to blame. 
and he just oh, dies, yeah. and they bury him underwater. They're like, all right, let the sea anemone eat him. Yeah, the sea anemone get him. They let it eat him real good. They go, ah, they give him the energy back. They're like, yeah, you you buried your kid in our cemetery, so I guess you're one of us now. And he's like, okay. My thing is that if Jake makes the decision at the end of this movie to fight, again, you can involve them. You can be, I mean, I'm sure, and I'm sure that's what the next movies are going to be is anyways, is bringing all the clans together regardless. Mm-hmm. So it's probably ultimately inconsequential, but I'm just like, I don't think this island is nearly as good to launch your insurgency out of as your mountains were. Yeah, the mountains are way better. Because you have the flying beast, and these can kind of fly, but not really. And you have the horses, like, he clearly had a real effective unit going on there with those guys. These guys are not that. I mean, he can obviously train them all too, but he's gonna, he, he really is probably just gonna need to train everybody. And and in the Which would hit better. It, it, I would think it would hit different, Jack, if they didn't do that in the first movie. They didn't have a whole sequence where Jake slowly goes around and gets all the clans to fight with him. But, you know, what are we going to do? We got to, I mean, you only can write, you only can write so many stories. <laughs> We're supposed to write a new movie every time? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just going to make the same one with the same effects. Come on. No one expects that of James Cameron. I would never hope to. But he's raising the bar. He's raising the bar. He did it. He saved us all. God bless him. <laughs> God bless him. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, shit. oh yeah. And in the forest, they have, like, natural defenses. They, That's what I mean. It's yeah. like a plot point where they're like, yeah, we can't be in the air for, like, longer than 10 minutes because the the animals just know we're not supposed to be there and they attack us. All the animals swarm them, which is what happens at the end of Avatar. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we, they don't, I mean, the whale helps, but just that one whale because the rest of them are pussies. Yeah, they're like, we can't, <laughs> we wouldn't fight. I couldn't not possibly. So, I mean, like, what, what happens if they don't show up with boats next time and they just show up with plane, like, big, big flying aircraft like they did at the end of Avatar? Mm-hmm. Right, and it worked out at the end of Avatar because they were in the sky. They had all the the, the flying. Were they Itrans? Itans? Whatever yeah, they Itrans are. Something. They all helped, but if we're in the water and then the humans bring the, I just it doesn't make sense. It's just weird for them to be like, nah, you you. I insist that you stay here with us in the water, and I'm like, you can maybe maybe again in the, in the next week they'll probably kind of be of both worlds and they'll bring them all together and everything. Yeah. And, They'll probably go meet meet some third new quirky tribe of. I hope they're volcano. No, no, yeah, the volcano Navi. Yeah, they're red, just bright <laughs> red, just like. What do you do in a volcano, Jack? Swim in the lava. That's not a habitable place. Hey, tell the iguanas that. You don't think there's any other biomes you could think before a volcano? Or? The desert ones are yellow, and they're real, and their skin's real dry. And they're yellow like, is gross. <sighs> I think you got to be more like just kind of. Kind of blue, no? no? I want them to have just. I want every single color in Navi, like a big rainbow. <laughs> but the only two, the only ones we've seen so far, are both blue. Hey, we got three more movies, baby. We got to do something. What else could you do with blue? That isn't water. Um, I mean, I guess it doesn't really make sense that they're blue in the forest, anyways. No, because blue's not a great defensive color. Apparently, the forest was originally going to be blue in Avatar. Thank God they didn't make it fucking blue. Forest yeah, are green. Somebody, somebody talk some sense into James Cameron. Yeah, well, James Cameron, you've gone too far. <laughs> too far. The whole to forest shouldn't be blue. I don't know. Could you get like snow, like? Colder, Navi? like a like an ice blue, like an, an Arctic ice blue, Navi. like an Arctic blue. They're all riding big polar bears, but the polar bears have six arms and yeah, like right. bug teeth. Or yeah, something. they would have six arms. Yeah, it'd be a That's horrible, right. gross polar bear. It's all right. Yeah, but bug bug Navi, and they'd be like, and they'd be like, look, this polar bear can't is not hunted, but another <laughs> polar bear doesn't look up. And Dick Slade's be like, well, I know what to do with this situation, <laughs> and he jumps on, he rides it. Um, the be cool if they spent more time with the plains ones. Yeah. Because I was telling you about how, like, it doesn't actually make sense that in the first movie when they're living in the forest, in the jungle. They ride horses. They ride horses. But they, at one point when he goes to round up all the tribes, he goes to the plains and is like, it's the plains tribe with the horses. And I'm like, yeah, those guys are, are making much better use of the horses, I think, yeah. than you guys. You can't ride a horse in the forest. You really can't. Yeah, break its leg it and die. Its, yeah, it would hurt itself. So. And, then, and then all the horses have to shoot it with their horse guns. <laughs> I guess we should, we could pivot in that then. So, like I said, I mean, they, they kind of win at the end, right? They, they blow up the big ship. Um... And they kill everyone who isn't 
Korich, but he gets yeah. away, because, of course, um, sp- Spider saves him because he's got a human heart. because yeah, he's like, you're my dad, I guess. Dumb thing for you to do, Spider. Yeah, you really should have let him drown. I don't know how he lived with that. I mean, that's pretty dumb, James Cameron. Because Jake's like chokes him out and then he sinks to the bottom of the thing and he just sits there for and he's bleeding minutes and minutes yeah bleeding out and unconscious but he just doesn't drown somehow and he has no br- lasting brain damage from the lack absurd. of oxygen I guess absurd ar- lack of carbon dioxide Whatever. ridiculous is what it is um but grand scheme of things they it's a much smaller victory than it was at the end of the first movie where they get them all to leave mm-hmm. um really they make they don't make a dent Grand scheme of things, right? No, no, they, no. Again, they blow up one of the ships, which they seem to have several of these whaling vessels. And, yeah, they kill the avatars, which are... That's a pretty significant resource, I guess, that the humans have. So that's good. But mm-hmm. grand scheme of things, they're just getting started in terms of, like, trying to beat the humans back. Um, which, again, is wild in terms of the scale of this story versus the first movie. When this one is, again, a good 30 minutes longer. That's all. And the... Yeah. Whereas the last movie, they beat the humans for, I mean, at least for a good 15 years, it seems like, is what happened. Um, and this one, they beat they, they beat a whaling vessel and an Australian man. I mean, I'm all for beating the Aussies, but come on, guys. I mean, get his ass. They cut his arm off, and I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. He's a big jerk. Don't yeah. be mean to the whales. But I, they don't do much that. to really, yeah. like yeah. what They sent the humans home last time, and now they didn't even do that. So, so it feels like you almost could swap these and it'd make more sense. It really would. The, the last one feels like the escalation. Yeah, but whatever. What but are we he's, do? He's, that's that's the opposite. You got to deconstruct the norms where you make a good story. God, he's such a genius. Yeah, fuck, he's smart. God, fuck, I wish I thought of that. So going on from here, James Cameron has said that when he gave him when he turned in the script for Avatar two, he said that they had about four pages of notes for him. Um, and then he's the next one here, Avatar three. When he turned in the page, they only had about two pages of notes for him on Avatar three. So it's at least we said. Twice as good <laughs> as Avatar 2, right? Absolutely. And with Avatar 4, apparently, I, th- I think this was just recently, maybe, he, he got in the script, and apparently the studio had zero notes for him. Now, when he says the studio, I assume, I guess that's 20th century. I don't know how that works now, that Disney owns them or whatever, but mm-hmm. apparently they had zero notes for him, Jack, which would mean uh, it's <laughs> infinitely better than Avatar 3. So it might be the best film he's ever made. Maybe yeah. best film ever made. I mean, even... I'm working a little ahead of ourselves. Though. Right. We ought to talk about Avatar three here, which is r- rumored to be called the Seed Bearer. Bad I don't title. know what that is. I don't know what the fuck that even means. But also the Way of Water, dumb movie, dumb title. Oh yeah, they do a whole thing, don't they? That it's so, like water is life and death, and it's the it, that's yeah. That's kind of it's, it's pretty day. fucking generic, isn't it? Yeah. It doesn't actually get into much of anything is... other than just like water is water, and it's the sea, and it's everything lives in the sea, and everything comes from the sea, and everything returns to the sea. All right, not it's nearly not enough much. crabs. It doesn't make a ton of sense because Jake is like he get, the son parrots that speech back to him when Jake thinks he might drown at the end. He's like, "I can't do it, son. I can't hold my breath good enough." Even though he just held his breath for a long time doing an underwater knife fight, fight but whatever. Yeah, he's also been training with these people. Yeah, it seemed like he I was sure pretty good at it. Harder, but he's like, "I can't do it, son." I'm gonna. He's like, "Dad, the way of water means that you die and return to the water." And he's like, "All right, good pep talk, son. <laughs> time to go." So good on him. Yeah. So, the seed bearer, is it her? Is it yes. Kiri? 100%. So, she's a seed bearer, probably. She's going to hold a bunch of seeds. All yeah, I guess so. I don't know. And they're going to go back to the forest, maybe? We're going to plant seeds in the water. It's definitely going to have to be a combined... We do not We do not need another movie about the water, like, entirely. I can tell you that much for free. For free. Absolutely I, not. Like, where do... How do they build it? How does he... The question is, how do you make three more movies? 
How do you have to do three more? We're only <sighs> fifth of the two fifths of the way through this whole shindig. Well, here's the answer to that, and it's, it's an answer we've talked about when we watched the trailer all many months ago. Uh, there will not be three more movies. Oh, Jack, and here it is. And we've, this is the crux of the matter, isn't and, it? And an hour and five minutes in the episode, we're going to come to the the real point of this. Uh, so I don't know if you've heard, listeners. We've not talked about it on the show. We've talked about it amongst ourselves in frantic gasps and exasperated pauses. Um, this movie has to make two billion dollars to break even. Not not even before it even starts to be profitable for James Cameron and Disney as a whole. It has to make two billion dollars. Yeah, so I got some I got some quotes here. Oh, from, beautiful. From the man himself, from, from good old Jim. So, early reports claimed that the production was going to be in the $250 million range, which is very expensive for a movie, but uh, sort of feasible for these Disney style productions, right? Your big budget Marvel mm-hmm. and your fucking stars, whatever. So, it's like whatever. Yeah. Um, James Cameron was interviewed by GQ, and all he said was uh, very fucking expensive. Um, he wouldn't give a real answer. Well, he's cool. He said fucking. Um. Cameron apparently told Disney and 20th Century Studios executives that his sequel budget was so high, it represented the worst business case in movie history. <laughs> which is like, Jesus Christ, advocate for yourself there, Jim. Like, yeah. If you're not going to do it, who is? <laughs> Who's going to believe in you? You can't tell them that. Jesus Christ. You'd be a fool to give me money. But give me money, please? Insane. Um, according to the director's estimates, you have to be the third or fourth highest grossing film in history. That's your threshold. That's your break even. And here's the thing. I think this movie's going to make a lot of money. And we called this, like I said, like you said, when we saw the first trailer, it's like, I think this movie will make a lot of money. And I feel like people are going to be like, look it, Avatar always was great. Again, as we have, we've, we've debunked throughout this episode, it it's fine. It's just a movie. Really? Yeah. It really isn't. Again, as much as anything could ever live up to being the, biggest movie ever mm-hmm. after kind of isn't um and that's fine but it just is what it is but the, the point is is like i don't know where's i don't know where <laughs> my sentence Same. No, hold on. I, don't, I don't exactly the point is this movie has to make two billion dollars and even though people are excited about it and they are going to go see it it's not going to make it's not going to carry through. that's incredibly high threshold like yeah. People are going to be interested in this movie and going to want to see what it's all about, and there is going to be hype behind it, even though, again, it isn't it isn't as big of a movie as it could be, right? Like, it, it just in terms of um, the, the cultural impact thing is very real. Yeah, there absolutely. is that whole thing. Like, it's undeniable that it's it is this bizarre once in a fucking ever phenomenon apparently where it made a bunch of money and also people don't care that much about it. And so now, ten years on, this is going to be the real test of that. And again, I think people are interested, if only because of all the memes. Like, that's going to carry yeah. at least some amount of people to be like, what is going on? This is wild. Remember that movie we don't care about? We've been making fun of it for a decade. Let's go see what it's really about. Yeah. But, but this really, well and truly, is going to be the test of, like... Do people care? Is Avatar anything? Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know that it can be. I, the problem is that it's so... That's too high of a part. Yeah, you can't... I don't know how they... How did that happen? Even without James Cameron saying all his bullshit and all his nonsense, he could just be the most humble guy about it. Be like, I'm trying to make the movie that I think it should be. You can't like if the first thing is the greatest thing on paper that has ever been put to film. You're gonna make the greatest thing again, like you know. And this, yeah, by you've set it up to fail essentially. Yeah, I make it so it has to be the third best biggest movie ever to break you. That's insane. It's- I don't. I don't know how. 
this was allowed to happen. I don't know either. And you know, we keep referencing that he's the greatest pioneer, and that, for those initiated, is reference to the season 16 episode of South Park, episode 9, Carbon's Fat or whatever the fuck. Raising the bar. Raising the bar. Where James Cameron raises the bar. Because he has to. He's the one who can do it. Because he has. Because he loves the sea and he's got his submarines and everything. Yeah. He raises. He goes down to the trench and he raises the bar. So he does to save it us all in the episode. Uh, and then at the end when they're like, "What are you gonna do now, James Cameron?" He goes, "I gotta get to the set of Avatar 2. Now, for reference, this season of South Park came out in 2012, three years after the movie came out, but a decade between <laughs> this point in time. <laughs> So it took that joke is a decade old and took a decade to actually come true, which just goes to show you that maybe if it takes you over a decade to make these movies, you know you don't make them. I, like, Avatar three isn't gonna do well. All this rambling of ours is to say <laughs> that when Avatar three comes out in the next a year or two years from now, whenever probably two years, it's not gonna make that much money, and they're just gonna shut him down because he's gonna do use just as much money as last time. I don't know if he will use just as much money, but then it'll be worse. We, I think we've talked about this. Maybe, maybe he's he's flipping a bit about this because I've heard that the first two are a lock, regardless. That unless this is some kind of calamitous failure, I think Avatar three is a go. Right. That's the what question I've heard. is, is four, and five. four and five. So three will be the make or break kind of thing. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. I, but like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Sure. <laughs> Which is broke. <laughs> yes, they broke it. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe that two billion number that he's citing is like these first two, and he's just being a little cheeky. Because I just don't understand a scenario where a movie costs two billion. With I mean, is it just the tech? Is it like the because you had to spend a billion dollars trying to develop this nonsense? Wait like for the underwater so tech to be made. Right? I don't know what that's about. Where Where is this number coming from? I, I really don't know. Is he just laundering the money? Is he just lying to like get people to watch? And like, I do think there is an element to Avatar here, which is, again, like the whole, like, what is going on? We should go see it. We all saw it before. Let's see it again. Like, there is almost a too big to fail thing here. Yeah. I think. But I don't know how long that can carry it. I think it lasts for at least one movie where people are like, it is the biggest movie in the world. We We probably all liked it, right? Yeah, because it was it was huge. We didn't all know. We didn't all see it for no reason, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go see. Some, but then, can you just keep doing that? Can you just be like Avatar three comes out and everyone's like, yeah, Avatar. Those movies we all go see every time. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 hard. He does to have tell. two of the biggest ones ever. I mean, he did it. Like he, he did it twice. He's got the bona fides, really. So I guess I can't really blame him. Listen, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna I'm gonna give credit where credit's due here, Jack. I don't think I could make a movie as successful. I don't think I. I don't think I can make a movie as successful as Avatar. Okay, so I gotta give credit where credit's due in that way. Now I'm gonna make a bold statement: <laughs> is that I could write a movie just as good as Avatar. <laughs> I could write that movie. I, I could. That's not, not, that's not what I said. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I, I believe I said I don't think I can make a movie that does as well as Avatar. That's true. That's true. Or probably as good. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know how to make movies, so you just point a camera. I think, right? You just point a camera, that, and then the and then you know you just kind of <laughs> fap about, do a couple cuts, and make the ending be a t- trial of some scientist. Yeah. And if that's not what I said, go back and just I'll, fix it around. I'll, for I'll, me, I'll just make you say the um, commissioner of the NFL again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and when I think about it, and I couldn't, and then you just say the name, <laughs> and then that'll be the end of the segment. But yeah, I don't know. It's honestly like this was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. I, like I said, I really like the action. I like that Jay Sully's got a tomahawk and shit. I just that thought was that cool. was cool. I loved the Navi f- fucking shit up. Um, and like I said, the, I liked the insurgent Navi with their horses and their 
javelins or whatever they had. Mm-hmm. They're, they're stingers. I do think it's all kind of cool. Even though there wasn't a lot of that, it was mostly about looking at pretty waves, which is nice, I guess, but it's not. I either. can just watch Planet Earth. Yeah, it's not as much my thing. I wouldn't. Well, guys, that's the thing. It is fake. It's like, I'm not actually looking at anything. This is a made up world. Like, because I'm like, at, there's a few points where I was like, oh, this is nice and nature and everything. I'm like, wait, this is fake. This is made up nature. Yeah, this shark's got three mouths, kind of. Three like, this isn't, this isn't a real place. These aren't real creatures that I need to care about, like, the environment of. Because it's fake. And I guess that the whole point is that it makes us more aware of what we have here on Earth and everything mm-hmm. to be appreciative. But still, whatever. Fuck that. Okay. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Um, well, the point is, I think, it, like like we just described, maybe, is the world's relationship with Avatar is kind of our relationship with Avatar, which I think we, I think we probably enjoy the whole spectacle of it all more than the actual movie itself, right? Absolutely. And that, like, yeah, it was a cool movie. I'm glad we went to see it. Again, it look, cannot be understated. It looks wild. It's, oh, it's, it's a crazy thing to to, to behold incredible. at points in in a movie theater with the 3D and everything. But just in general, um, it's more of like a fascinating thing, isn't it? Yeah, like a like almost yeah, just the spectacle of it. Like this, the not even like the spectacle of watching it, like as a film, like a visual. Just thing. everything around it. Just like the meta. James up Cameron to being it. a maniac. The fact that someone, anyone, was willing to spend two billion dollars on a movie that I got to go see. If, if, if it makes and, me feel powerful, Jack, like I get to, you, you did this to ent- entertain me. Yes. And now I get to sit on my podcast and tell you it wasn't even that good. <laughs> and it cost you $2 billion. <laughs> no, but on a side side, I just thought of it. Maybe. Maybe we need more taxes for those rich people. Don't need $2 billion. Well, well, that, well yes. Yeah, There's no, well, Jack, there is no question. There's no maybe. But it makes you think about it even more, I think. <laughs> maybe. You go, James Cameron's been See, too- but I don't think James Cameron, I don't no. think it was out of his pocket, was it? I don't think so. But those investors, someone invested in it. Someone at Disney did something. Why did they keep... There's no way that it crossed the one billion mark and they were just like, keep throwing money at Jim. <laughs> Jim's got a dog. Because somebody had to do the math at one point and be like, wait a minute. If this movie costs two... Bu- I just don't... I just don't get it. I, maybe we're giving too much lip service to this number because mm-hmm. it is maybe just bullshit nonsense that he made up because right. I don't see a world where it even makes sense logically, but... Of course. What a maniac. What He's a mad, insane. What a madman. Doesn't make any sense. And there is no good... Like, I haven't found anything that where he definitively breaks that down for us why it would be like that. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's... I'll just Google it real quick. As far as I understand, the most expensive movie, at least prior to this, was, like, Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Right, yeah. Which is, I think, was still three sub 300 mil. So the fact that this somehow... Like, $2 billion is is unfathomable, almost. So much money. More money than I'll ever see. Because they say that... They they say, like, the whole budget, like, your break-even is double your production budget because Mm. marketing. marketing and stuff. I feel like there has to be, like... There might be a cap on that because if it's like if your movie costs two hundred and fifty million, do you still need to spend two hundred and fifty million on marketing? On marketing? I don't know. How much can marketing maybe that's maybe it is like the direct one to one of like, well, we need to spend more money on marketing to make more money back. So if the movie costs more, we need to. I, maybe it's some kind of circular logic like that, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this movie only costs twenty mil, so it doesn't matter if we don't spend that much on marketing to get butts in the seats because it doesn't need that many to break. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. In that scenario, is it a billion for the film, a billion for the marketing? That's unbelievable, Jay. Like, I don't even... What does a billion of marketing even look like? Are I don't you, even know. Are you building Pandora-themed restaurants? I don't know. And then tearing them down when the movie's Maybe it's not out? as much as we would think. But, like, I remember when Endgame was coming out, and the marketing for that seemed so pervasive. That was aggressive. They Just wanted you to see that movie. billboards, and it was on buses and taxis and everything. Like I, Everything you could shake a stick at. How much more aggressive can your marketing get? I mean, we, I don't know, I, sometimes I feel like we're resistant to marketing for some of the stuff that we're, 
Because like we were going to see this anyway, so the avatar marketing is nothing to me. Mm. So I don't know. What is it? What is he doing? Why? Do, where's that number come from? I don't know. It's just fascinating to me. Just the fact that this was a two this this exists as a two billion dollar film is in and of itself enough to get me to see it. I would say. Apropos of anything else, yeah, I'd have to agree. And here's the thing: if they make it, I'm gonna I'll go see the third one. I mean, we talk a big game over here about who even cares about your avatar films, James no, Cameron. Gonna, but I'm gonna go see them. I mean, we got the show now. If, if we didn't have this show, would I see Avatar 3 in theaters? Ooh, probably not. I might. I don't know. But we have the show, so I mean. Assuming I don't. I, well, God knows how long it'll be. Hopefully, it, sh- it shouldn't be too long. Here's the thing. James Cameron can't drag his feet too much. He said, he's, it's not, it's, he said he shot three and two at the same time. That's true. They're supposed to be. Like back to back. Actually, it might be 2025. I think five, it might be next four, years. four, yeah, like next year. Because initially there was this period where they had the plan that Disney had for shit was, was Avatar, gonna, Star Wars, Avatar, yeah, Star Wars. every other year. So maybe it is. Which that would be, be a good, crazy timeline. I'd be all right with that, actually. As long as we, if we can start cracking these out at like a decent pace, that's a big thing. But again, I think that almost might hurt them box office wise because they'll become less of a spectacle. Yeah, again, those... it'll just become too commonplace. I don't know. But again, maybe so much of that, maybe that big that number is like getting off this this production off the ground and like paying for all the tech so now mm. you can make four more avatar movies and they're they're not as expensive maybe i don't know all i know is i, I don't know if we've we've directly referenced it enough but he is a he's a bit of an arrogant ass he online. really is everyone interviewed not online i don't think he's tweeting but he, in, in these interviews he sounds like a real dick sometimes which apparently is how he's always been this is one of the first like well because here's the thing avatar came out to the, the last movie he made was avatar, avatar. so i don't remember press for that yeah but apparently this is how he's always been he's kind of an and like i don't know if you read if you know anything about like titanic and shit he's kind of a madman like he really was so it it all checks out i guess um that he's kind of a dick about this like there's he he had that line where someone was like your movie's three hours and ten minutes long what do you wouldn't if you want to need to go pee and he was like just just go pee whenever you'd like and and you'll catch that scene when you see it again and it's like that's it's very arrogant isn't it yeah, put it a bit. Also, feel like we should point out neither of us had to pee. We're a couple of strong bladdered boys. Yeah, we stuck through that no. whole whole long ass movie. None peed a single time. Didn't didn't get up even once. I didn't know James Cameron was Canadian. Oh, this explains it all, Jack. He's insane. He's a fool. So um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's the that really is almost as fascinating to me as any of this. Imagine if all if this is all for naught. Imagine if it really doesn't make enough money. And they're just like, yeah, we're pulling the plug. I mean, it's it's underperforming from at least the article from. I don't De- know how it could end again. If we've not made that abundantly clear, not to put too fine a point on this. If if it's if it's the bar for it is literally one of the literally top three most successful films of all time, it almost has nowhere to go except underperforming. Yeah, which <laughs> is insane to say that it's underperforming because it's perform it, th- that bar for its you know normal performance is definitely like extremely overperforming. It's yeah. A, what nonsense! What, what a world a, we live in! What a web they've woven, woven here, woven, woven. Let's see. Let's. I'll get a, the most current update I can here on. Uh, okay. We should probably let's get that box office yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. move. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But Jack, Jack, come on. We gotta get. We gotta talk about Avatar. We we have. This is a once in a lifetime kind of thing, Jack. The second Avatar movie. When when are we ever gonna talk about the second Avatar movie when it comes out again? Hopefully never again. When are we going to talk about another two billion dollar <laughs> movie? I don't think literally for the rest of my life. Maybe. Hey. Once I get my film degree, I'll get cracking. Once I blackmail Bob Iger, I'll get my two billion dollar movie. Um, so this is opened with 180 mil. That seems pretty good. Oi, oh, maybe not. See, that sounds good. But then I, I told you this before we went in. 
It's got to be like 600 or something. This is, yeah, so this article is, this Collider article is repeating it. Um, It was expected to make between 450 and 550 million globally after its first weekend. Ooh. That's, that is very high. Let's look up real quick. Um, Top opening weekends ever. Okay. The number one opening weekend of all time was Avengers Endgame, which I guess I should have guessed. Yeah. Guess how much it opened, it opened at? Fruit. 250 million? 350. Oh, that was pretty close. So the fact that this was estimated to do double end game. to 550, and I just took that at face value and repeated it to you, <laughs> that's insane. That's the, There's no shot it was going to do better than Endgame. No. And especially because we, we talked about this too. Like the other factor at play here is that the film industry has not yet fully recovered from the pandemic. So it's like, you want nothing is like, I mean, it's weird because No Way Home did do really well. Oh, yeah. But that was Spider-Man. But I think, yeah, I think No Way Home maybe had more juice than this. Abs- yes, that's absolutely. And the thing I said to you is that we had Top Gun this year, which is, to me, one of the most popular, like, in terms of just general broad appeal, I feel like I saw more people talking about Top Gun and I heard more people, you know, online, in my personal life. It seemed like much more of a thing mm-hmm. to me than any movie I can remember in years. And the fact that this would have to, like, double or triple Top Gun to do what it needs to do is unfathomable to me. Again, right. I think it will be popular, make a lot of money, but just I don't know if it's gonna blow that out like that. I don't think it could either. People are going crazy for Top Gun. You remember? Yeah, why? I remember. Like I don't. Well, I was in I was in Africa when that was happening. This is insane. They weren't they weren't freaking out. They weren't going crazy for the can't tell that, the, that, the, that, the Ameri- people, that American military propaganda. People in Tanzania were not too keen on the American military propaganda. Huh. At least where I was. Really? None of the, none of the lions I saw were like, "You see Top Gun yet?" And you I don't like, say. No. Huh. I can't even wrap my head around that. It's their problem, not ours. They weren't like, I love American imperialism. Woo! Woo! They're fighting the enemy. Huh. I I was telling everyone I saw. I was like, you there, boy in the street. Have you heard? American propaganda. (laughs) And he went, what are you talking about, man? It's a sequel to American propaganda from (laughs) the 80s. You know it. I bet your parents would know about it. Did you ask them about it? Go, 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 quickly. The Danger Zone? Are you familiar with the Danger Zone? I looked out of my window. I said, boy, what day is it? (laughs) And he said, why, it's Christmas. And I said, I haven't missed it. Top Gun's nearly out. (laughs) All right, all right. Let's is that act- enough. Have we uh, have we dark caught on James Cameron enough? I think we have. So we'll uh, attack. It's about of- a two to one ratio of box office talk to actual film Avatar two talk, but that's all right. That's all right. We'll get through it. Attack out of that right now into we'll do Willow episode four. That's, that's right. Sure. Nice and quick. Let me just done the time code of that. So episode four uh, is called. Who could say? <laughs> Who could say the Bills games? We're not going to check. Oh, you'll take right now. I'll check real quick. And I'll just chat. This episode follows up, obviously, what happens last week, where they're attacked by those possessed guards, or not guards, knights, mm-hmm. after What's-Her-Face, the red-haired one from Winter Soldier, as they kill her mentor, which is very sad. And they have to uh, take the prince to Jade. the... Jay, Jade. Jade. Has, Jade has to kill her mentor, and they have to take Graydon to the old castle of the old evil queen to heal him of his horrible uh, magic cancer. And they're in the castle, and a lot of character moments ensue. Uh, Borman, because it's the castle from, uh, the, from movie. the first one. Uh, they had a lot of uh, they incorporated a lot of old footage from the movie in a very interesting way. I really liked that. Um, Borman remains my favorite character. He's Absolutely. great. He's just a funny guy. So it's it was Queen um, Ramondas or whatever. What was she called? No, Queen no, Ramondas from Black Panther. Uh, it's like B something. Oh, Bev Morda. Bev Morda, yeah. So Queen Bev Morda's castle for uh, Nakmar. This episode's called The Whispers of Nakmar. So it's Castle Nakmar, and um, it's like haunted, basically. It's cursed, and there's like, yeah. So each and every one of them is having different sort of like apparitions and things, and and it's it's affecting them and kind of trying to mess with them all. Yeah. 
Um, which, uh, yeah, plays out some interesting things. We have, like, Jade and Kit are getting into arguments. Kit remains really abrasive. Like, I am really waiting for them to get moving on her, like, development here, because she remains really mean she, they to everyone. Had, they started doing it towards the a end, bit, yeah, but in the, the beginning, beginning, when she's like, let's just kill him, and they're like, yo, wait a minute, we're not just gonna kill this kid. That's your husband. Your future, and like, whatever. If you want to be like, oh, she doesn't want it, that's fine, but you don't have to hate him for he, it. It's not his fault. He didn't, he didn't want it either. Like, I, the fact that Alora is, like, so much kinder and, like, nicer to him is bizarre, right? Yeah. And not bizarre. It, it makes enough sense. It's just, like, why? Why Why can't you be at least as nice as she is? Or at least cordial. Cordial? Why are you literally going to be like, we should kill him? He's there. He was awake, too. He was conscious. <laughs> he he was wasn't like, even like... Yeah, he was chained down. They were like, what are you going to do? But I was like, oh, we should get rid of him. And then the people who have actually had to kill people were like, you know, you don't really know what you're saying here, man. If, killing someone who wants to kill you, that's one thing, because you, you know you're going to die, but... Yeah. Killing a def- someone who can't kill you yeah, or Jade, doesn't want to. Jaden Borman had that hard talk where it's like, it's going to be one of us, right? Like, Kit's, there's no way Kit's actually going to be able to do that. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, one of us would have to kill him for sure. For sure. And they do a little hug moment. That's fun. Um, Borman's trying to get in the treasure room because he's a treasure hunter the whole time and he's having a real struggle with that. There's like ladies talking to him because it's crazy. He's like, God, get in this fucking door. I want, this, I want the treasure. Ah. He gets real mad because he thinks that Kit or Jade steal the little magic key thing for yeah. the armor. And he's like, we're one, you two being intimate with me? And they're like, you were intimate with him? And they look at each other. And he's like, and never mind. Um, he directly references the idea that um, they like each other. Yeah, they probably got like feelings for each other beyond just platonic friend stuff. And they're both like, what? What do you mean? And they yeah, the, you know, the classic. Yeah, they're like, I don't even know. I don't even know what you're, I don't even know what you'd be talking about. Oops. So we both blush and look away. Um, Alora's like dealing with like, oh, I was a baby here. And they almost tried to kill me. And they killed my mom. Oh, gee, they killed my mother in this castle. <laughs> like, good God, I can see her ghost. Which, like, yeah, again, I there's definitely some, there's a little bit more edge to this stuff than I think maybe first meets the eye. Mm-hmm. They say shit like a couple times. Yeah, did something? not expect they, that. They, they say pissed. They, they say th- they had sh- they had said shit already. I think. Oh, so, had they? Yeah, I had not noticed. They said they got pissed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like right. that Willow said that. He goes, yeah, we just got got I got drunk as shit with <laughs> Mad Morgan. It was that's sick as fuck. Fun. I love that. I love, and then um. He gets he gets kind of put on blast by um possessed um what's his name Graydon 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 when he's like look at this is the past look at this clip from Willow the nineteen eighty eight film don't you see it was just an accident she just spilled her potion on herself and that's why she died he didn't even have to kill her and they're like oh my god Willow are you a fraud um, and Laura's getting good at her magic and everything um, yeah. we still didn't get an answer I mean I'm sure it's coming but like why what is Willow's deal can he do magic or not he does another spell on this one and it he, takes a lot out of him again so what's that over. about yeah. Because clearly he can do magic, but he's... It's hesitant. It, yeah. He has to save it. It's harsh on him for some reason. Yeah. That we don't yet understand, so... I hope that's revealed next episode. Uh, what else? Oh, we see that uh, Graham's got a bunch of scars all over oh, his yeah, body. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I got sick when I was a kid. And uh, and we see a no flashback good. of just the actor who plays Graydon. They just made him his brother. And he kills his brother, seemingly. Yeah. And he gets possessed like by some kind of evil, briefly, and throws his brother out of a tree, and he dies. And he, that's why he's the heir now. <laughs> that's pretty full on. Yeah. That's a wild thing to just throw and, out there. And then really throws off uh, Alora. She's like, what's up? And she's like, oh. and she kind of look at him differently. And he's mm-hmm. like, hi, Alora. And she's like, I don't really want to talk to you. You kind of killed your brother when you were a kid. I kind of said last week, and it seems, I feel like I'm getting even stronger vibes from it now that they're like, maybe there is something between the two of them. That's what I was thinking. Explored, which is weird because like he's got to marry the he's got to marry Kit and she's got Eric. she's with Eric or whatever. But maybe that you know yeah. 
kind of spin that on ahead and be like, oh, these people actually are nice to you. Not that anything's wrong with Eric. Mm. Seems all right for the most part. He's he's nicer than Kit. I'll tell you that much. Well, Kit uh, Kit tries a little bit. Yeah, uh, she she because she's like tries to have a moment with Alora, and she's like, yeah, you know what? When I was talking, she's like, actually, shut the fuck up. I hear a voice, and she's like, I'm I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to have a moment. She's like, I heard the voice of my dead mother. I'm gonna handle that actually right now. If you don't mind, Kit. Uh, and then you know they do a little more. So hopefully this is a turning point. Uh, Eric and we. Yeah, we get the first scene of Eric yeah, since the- he's in an abandoned. I guess that's the city they're going to. That's the immemorial city. The immemorial city, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which it looked really cool. It looked really cool. It was like this big, this massive, sprawling, like ruined, ruined city that used was once great. Clearly, yeah. right? Like it's like a Rome kind of vibe. There's like marble statues and shit. It looks a real like Shatter Logoth. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a Shatter Logoth. Yeah, Hopefully, there's sure. an evil beyond comprehension inside. Probably. It doesn't sound like. I mean, the way they've been talking about it, it didn't seem like it's a super great place. It's where yeah. the crane is. Crone. Crone. So we we think right. That's where she yeah, is. Probably. That, so yeah. Someone let him out too, because he yeah he woke up and it was open, but nobody's around. So I wonder what's up with that. Mm-hmm. They just left him there in this empty city. Because where's he gonna go? Yeah, it's um, cool. They gotta get there. They gotta keep on track. Are they gonna get there this season? You think? I, I don't think so. I really, it's really not clear to me. I told you about how like it's, it's unclear if they're even gonna do a yeah. second season. Where I mean, maybe that's just them being cagey because they lie. They all lie. They love lying. Um, so maybe he's just like, oh, I don't know, maybe. And what? Whereas he's he, you know, he knows well and truly that there's gonna do another season, and that's he's just beating KG because he knows that this end season ends on a cliffhanger, but he's want to do the kind of thing. Or I, I still think the pace they're going, they could maybe do it all. Mm. I don't know the word. So we're halfway mark now after this. So. Yeah, mid season. I don't know. It depends how much how much pep they want to put in their step, I guess. But it's just I don't know. I just do not know. I would. It would be nice if it was like a one and done, and then if they do another season, they do another story. I feel do like that's my preferred adventure. mode. But yeah, Laura gets to actually be Empress, maybe. Yeah, I hope they do something with that. They give her back her kingdom. They kind of took it from her. And yeah, still. I'm, hopefully, we get some more. I mean, again, it, it, they're piecing out a lot. Like I, we said last week, like we're getting all these details about like where does everyone go? What, what happened to our legacy characters from the last from the movie and stuff? How's that play on? You know, like what's going on there? So. We'll see, I guess. Um, I, I think we're going to get answers there. I mean, we still have to get answers about Mad Mardigan and mm-hmm. stuff, so I don't know. I, I think it will be addressed, I would hope, as to like, yeah, yeah this is a weird choice that they made. Sorsha made that doesn't really vibe yeah. with their character. Cause There's something else at play here. Even if it's just a scene where she's like, yeah, I think I made a mistake there. Like That'd be better than nothing, right? Yeah, I, I always think it's just like the crone is like, well, I've manipulated yeah, her blood that, once. That would work too, actually. I'll do it yeah. again, because like, she kind of just insults Willow, even though she would. She firsthand saw Willow do magic. Like she he, knows Willow can do magic. Yeah, like that's true. Yeah, that that was that was a really mean out of character moment that we got from her the other week. Um, that didn't seem super cool. Mm-hmm. I did like the, the one scene. They're eating like they find like pigs or something. They eat, find pork. Bargain's eating it, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, they alternate pigs." And they're like, <laughs> "Turn it back." He goes, "Yeah, I think so." And he's like, "Hmm." And then Willow's at his boy and goes, hmm. And they kind of put it down. The pig. <laughs> I mean, it's also been 15 years. Yeah. Or at least, or 25, if we talked about last week. They're right? probably only 25. half human then. But pig, how long do pigs live? There's no way he's eating He's eating no. pigs from 25 years ago, right? It's very interesting, actually, yeah. that uh, this has a part about humans being pigs, is that my friend sent me a video on YouTube that his crazy conspiracy theory aunt sent him about how pigs are actually a tribe of cursed humans. That have been turned into these pigs by whom? God? Sure. Uh, be- and the answer is, and the reason is apparently I didn't watch it. My friend was watching it, and he would text me quotes from it. 
of like, because, uh, you know, religion say you can't eat pigs. So that means they were humans once, I think, because ancient knowledge or whatever. Is this a lost tribe of ham thing? I think it. I think ham and then ham? I, possibly. I I maybe I'll, I don't want to watch the video because they're going to pop up. Of course. But it's the you, things yeah, people you, will believe. You don't want to ruin your algorithm. No, I got to get all my uh, clips of comedy shows and Family Guy cutaways. I can't have those go away. Of course. Of Willow course. do. See, maybe maybe Willow knows more than we think. Maybe. Maybe. Well, let's wow. try about him. Gosh. really makes you think. And if you believe that, don't tell anyone. <laughs> don't don't tell anyone you believe that. You can believe it, I guess. I'm not going to... Whatever. Just don't don't let me know about it. I can't police what you think. But fucking don't. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I don't... God forbid I hear about this. Don't make it my problem, all right? Frankly. So, yeah. I mean, they do... They... She said it whatever last week, a couple weeks ago, whenever it was. I wonder the fuck. And it's been brought up repeatedly since then. And obviously, it plays a big role in this one. This idea that like Sorsha is like, "Hey, we got the, we do still got that evil in us, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's in, it's in me. It's in the two of you. So yeah, maybe that will play." And it's like, "Oh yeah, um, Bev Morta's influence was still around, and that's why Sorsha made some questionable decisions about how to treat Laura and stuff." Yeah. So because like in the, in the first movie, in the first movie, the movie, she's she's still like kind of like good side for most of the movie like bad side for most of the movie like she's still down true. for true. it um but i mean yeah i'm liking this show uh like where it's going hope we see more of the more of eric's stuff next episode because we kind of we cut back to him so yeah i wouldn't I'd, explore I'd, in the city or something really was not expecting when we, first episode that they would just take eric away and then we wouldn't see much of him because i liked him because he was the him. nice one yeah he was the nice one which he's, i guess is that's why, because he's too easy. He's already pretty much good. So, you, what do you need to do with him? Mm, yeah, get rid of him. He's pretty much done. Got to put him in a place where there's not good people. That's for sure. Got everyone go to help, uh, go help a boy. Eric. I mean, again, and, and storytelling and stuff. I get it all. Like, you, you obviously need to have Alora. It, it would make perfect sense that if you're doing a follow-up se- series to Willow decades later, you should have a grown-up Alora be one of the characters. And it would be less interesting if she, if we just got to this show and it was like, okay, I'm Alora Dannon, I'm Empress. I'm so sick. I'm super magic. And I'm real good. So like, yeah, you need it. It makes perfect sense in all this. Do you think? Do we do this too much? What have we ruined ourselves? Because we're like, well, from a storytelling perspective, and I haven't even even taken a film class. Can you imagine if I had done that? How insufferable we'd I, be. I almost took a film class this last semester. Can you imagine if we had read the Hero with a Thousand Faces or whatever? Would we just be doing this to everything? I was just like, well, under the arc, that it only makes sense. There was no other way they could have done it. Uh, there's a quote by um, George Orwell where he says. You can't watch too many movies because you'll do that. Oh, you'll yeah. start to see the patterns. And I definitely think, like, I've seen so many movies that I go, okay, this is going to happen because I know it will. Because I've, cause there's only seven stories, my man. There's whatever, how many situations. And, well, you know, it's our podcast. If people don't like it, they can keep, they can listen on mute. Good on. <laughs> on mute. Oh, no, don't, don't click off. So, yeah, that's probably what's going on here. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, we need to do story things, don't we? We need to have this be a plot. The story has to happen. So, no, I worry we do that too much. We criticize and we go, well, the story has to happen. The story so. has to happen. Because I want to, I, my thing is, I just want nice things to happen for the characters. Yeah, I just <laughs> want everyone to, to be okay in the end. I'd like everyone to get along and just do nice things. Why can't it be easy for all the characters, <laughs> Jack? Why can't they just have easy, good times? Why does, good, nice, fun, easy times? Huh? Why, why do I get hassled? Can you give me one of those? <laughs> Can you just have one of these shows that's just good, easy, nice, fun times, the show? <laughs> So and, it's, and it's real though. It's not ironic. It's yeah. not like we watch it and then it's like, oh, actually, it's not as easy, nice, yeah. fun as it seems. The British, no. the British can't no. make it. Don't let the British make it because they'll make it ironic it's, and about the Queen or something. It's just easy, nice, <laughs> fun times. <laughs> the you understand? They, they have they have just happy problems and they have good-hearted solutions. We learn a lesson at the end. Please, is that too much to ask? <laughs> Apparently, we need conflicts and things. Ugh, That's conflict. all right. They're good on them. 
Good on you, John Kasdan. Keep up the good work. It's good work so far, for sure. He wrote Solo. Did he? Look what he's doing now. Love Solo. Love Solo. So good. All right. I can take out of that? I think so. Perfect. Well, I can take out of that right now into The Peripheral, uh, which is an Amazon Prime show, uh, partly written by Jonathan Nolan, who wrote Westworld, and keenly-eyed viewers of both will tell that this is a creator of Westworld property, as the main character is blonde, uh, a woman uh, who's from a southern part of the country, uh, has an accent, uh, is in love with someone who's in the law. Uh, what else is similarities that I noticed? Uh, robots, uh, data, a lot of data involved. The future is bad. There were a lot of bad events. Um, animals are gone because of humans, and we've ruined everything. Well, it's just sci- a lot of that's just standard your sci-fi-ness, isn't yeah. it? And 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 there's uh there's a black guy who's closely connected to the main character who's often hassled and confused. But the one in Westworld, Bernard, is much better than Wilt. Wilt's fucking idiot. He's so stupid. Don't like him. But I like this show. I quite enjoyed it. Despite the similarities, I did enjoy it. I don't know how much of a hand Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy actually have because they're executive producers on this, which means no, he, no Jonathan Nolan was a writer. Was he? Uh, yeah, he he wrote it with two other guys. I, I, well, they definitely were also executive yeah, producers, but true. I don't think they, they definitely weren't the showrunners. I don't. No, know. I don't believe that they were. Yeah, it was created by someone named Scott B. Smith. So, well, if he, why is he trying to be Smith? <laughs> God, classic. Uh, but uh, swish. Long time viewers know, uh, listeners. I guess can't view our fucking podcast, whatever. And that's where we get that big camera. <laughs> Figure it out, Zach. Um, <laughs> Long time listener, know I'm a big fan of Westworld, and you less so. But yeah, the vibes are very much here, and I was I was all about it. Yeah. Um, honestly, yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Well, I kind of regret not having watched this as it was coming out. I think we would have enjoyed doing that. Yeah, I think we were pretty busy for a while there, so yeah. I guess why. But um, kind of all the wayside. I don't know. I don't know if I, I maybe. I mean, binge watching is always fun because it's just there. It's just at the yeah. tip of your fingers. But Go bam, 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 bam. So yeah, the the basic premise is this, and we'll probably just do spoilers and shit. I don't know. Go watch it if you'd want. Yeah. It's, it's done with, though. It's been airing for months now, so if it's all finished. Go watch it if you'd yeah. like, if you haven't been. If you haven't, it's your fault. Well, but So the basic premise without that is that, yeah, it's a girl, and um, it's it's the near future, and they do this thing where they, you can make money playing video games by helping people less good at video games than you play them, and they get a mysterious uh, contract offer thing for a job and it's maybe it's a little more than it seems and then there's and then she's doing a job and but it's maybe it wasn't just a video game it was real life and maybe it wasn't even just real life now but real life at a different time the future and it's oh it's hella it's hella sci-fi stuff in this i'll haul you for it time travel but not time travel they call it data transfer which kind of makes sense yeah quantum tunneling i think this had this has a really interesting um way to get around sort of the the idea of like sci-fi things never getting it right, right? Yeah. No sci-fi thing, and this isn't. This is just the nature of the beast, right? Is that the whole point of sci-fi is that of, of speculative fiction like this is that you you throw shit at the wall to be like maybe th- it'll be like this in the future. Yeah. And some of it you do because you really think it might happen. Some of it's just like I think this would be cool if, or I think it'd be fun in my story. Or I think this would be good to happen. Like, yeah. It could be an interesting thing. Yeah. I, yeah. No. But I wasn't one. I was like, oh, they might lose. But yeah, have you ever known me to? That doesn't make sense. When they when they made it to the Super Bowl, you didn't expect much out of it. Okay. Good on you, mom. Night. What was I saying? Speculative fiction. Speculative fiction. So the whole point of <clears throat> the whole point of like speculative fiction like that, obviously, is that you kind of got to make stuff up and yeah, 
it's not, not going to be perfect. Well, it's never. I don't think the intention is to be perfect either, right? Mm-hmm. I would think that anyone writing actual good sci-fi stories isn't just coming at it from the angle of like, what is the most likely thing to happen, and right? Crunch the numbers on tech. yeah, because you're doing like well, this would be cool, or like I don't necessarily think this would happen, but wouldn't it be cool if? Yeah, and like, what if? What would the implications of this be? And people love that. making robots that do things and look like things, and like fucking like James Cameron, like fucking Avatar too, right? Like, what yeah. if we have robots that look like crabs? They're not gonna make crab robots. That's absurd. You wouldn't actually make a robot that looked like a crab to do that job just because it's a water job. You'd be like, yeah. I, I guess he needs to be a crab. That's absurd. It was the only. It was the only crab in the whole movie. So you know, but I think this has a. What I was getting at is, I think this has a really interesting way around that. Mm-hmm. Is that it's not just the future. It's not just eight years from now. Well, what is it? So ten years. Ten years. Because it's twenty thirty two, right? It's not actually just ten years from now. So you can't go in ten years be like these dumb dumbs thought we would have haptic implants in our soldiers because it's not because as it, and this is kind of spoilers for later on in the season. But as we learn, it's a it's a different different timeline than ours. This yeah. isn't just our timeline ten years on. It's there's already stuff different in the past of it too, which is yeah, interesting. With it. Yeah, which is a cool cool way around that, I guess. To me, is that it's mm-hmm. like no, this is. This isn't even pretending to, yeah, it's not, it's not attempting to tell you what it's going to be like in 10 years. It's telling you what it would be like in 10 years if things had changed in the past. Which is really interesting to me. Yeah. So the mechanism from which this kind of stuff happens is that there's two time, there's two points in time we follow. We follow Flynn and her little friends in 2032. And then we follow away in the future in 2099. No Spider-Man though. Strange. Don't know where he went. Um, and what they do there is they kind of fuck with the timeline. They are able to transfer data and move things around as such that they can create things called stubs. But they just make branches in the timeline and they can fuck with them. And what this thing called the Regis Institute does is that they just use the stub to just do human experimentation. And they just make like, they just do like experimentation on a scale that you couldn't even imagine in a current timeline because they're just taking an entire world and being like, what if we do this? What happens actually? Like, they're running models. Like, it's like a computer program. But it's, it's really fascinating. It's, it's, it's really fucked up. Oh, it, incredibly unethical. But it's like, and at first I was like, huh, I, I guess from some fucking weird worldview, I could understand this idea of like, well, this is a branch timeline we essentially created. So is it more ethical to test yeah, to do weird human experimentation in that world than it is in our own world. I can understand why. I don't think so because it's like the, that's still human suffering, right? So like, yeah. if you don't care that they're humans, what do you? Do? If you don't care that they're humans who are suffering, what do you actually care about? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Kind of thing. You just don't care that they're in your timeline, so you don't have to worry yeah, they're about. They're not your problem. Yeah. Which is, but again, it's it's just interesting. It, you know, again, this is like this is what I love about sci-fi is like these weird opportunities to ask weird like ethical and moral and philosophical questions uh, like that nature which wouldn't come up if not for the sci-fi mechanisms at play here right mm. like oh yeah if i did do a branch timeline what would the would it be cool if i sent drugs back in time and tested it on people mm. sent the hat or like fuck with people's emotions and see yeah, what they yeah. do which is direct cause of what happens to characters in the show so the flynn has a brother bart burton he lives with and then with their mom who has like a tumor in her head she's dying very sad and Burton is part of the who's part of the military, and him and his buddies all have these haptic implants in their arms. So kind of they kind of Spartan them a little bit, Master Chief. A little bit Spartan, yeah. They're yeah, a bit super soldier. Yeah, super soldier them a little bit in the sense that they can kind of hook themselves up to machines and to each other. 
So they all can kind of share knowledge. So they're like connected in a way. And Barton even goes so far to describe it as like he was in a bar once and he saw a guy and he blacked out and then he basically beat the guy almost to death because he never met the man, but his commanding officer who he was kind of through the haptics with was jumped by that guy years before and because he was like had the essence of him he was like reacted like that he had that like deep memory yeah like a subconscious memory desire to get revenge uh which is really cool i i really love like it hooked me really well this the first episode of the show um at the end there when this this before we really understand the full scope of anything going on right because it's the first episode um, but this special ops team shows up to assassinate them on their their property. Property, and um, it just so happens that him and all his marine buddies are just sitting around at the fire. And then these guys show up, and they realize what's happening—that someone's there to to do harm to them. And they're like, they don't know who they're fuck with. I'm like, okay, we got some good old boys with some guns. And then mm-hmm. I was like, no, it's it's much more than that mm-hmm. because they have like some full on military hardware, which is I did want to comment on. I think uh, unless maybe that's part of the the stuff they've messed with. Um, but I feel like this is an example of Hollywood not understanding how the military works. Well, I was going to say how guns work in America. Because everyone's just like, you can just have anything. and that's what's, But, like, these guys have machine guns. These fucking North Carolina rednecks literally have machine guns. You can't actually just get those. Yeah, just because you were in the military, they're not going to be like, well, you can have your guns. But whatever, I digress. I mean, I wish. I was like, these guys have cool guns. This is pretty neat. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they're like, they don't know who they're fucking with. And I'm like, all right, these guys. But then I'm like, oh, wait, they were were they in the Marines or something? I was like, oh, these are veterans. Maybe they do have a chance. But then you're like, I don't know. Those guys seem pretty well set up. But it's like, oh, no, these are super soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> and they get them. They kill that whole team. I was like, this is fucking hardcore. This is insane. One of their buddies, Connor, is like a, you want to call him a quadriplegic, a triplegic? Well, no. is it? He's not paralyzed. He's well, well he's I, like a triple amputee, right? I'll chip you into, I guess. Well, a quadriplegic wouldn't have any arms or legs, though, right? No, I think plegic is, I think it means it's a paralyzed thing. Oh. Huh. A paraplegic and a quadriplegic right. if you're... No, yeah. that makes sense. It's triple amputee. No, you think it's triple amputee, yeah. Uh, and they all kind of blend themselves because they knew info on some mission they went on, and they kind of led to him being blown up, which you come to find out, through that was a fun little twist, that that happened because of the future fucking with them, because they were told, like, on this mission, because Texas revolts and secedes from the Union, and so they send the, these good old North Carolina boys to... Put their them Texases... <laughs> Absolutely, and they're apparently they fuck with it. So, and they're told that any animal is like a ba- is like a bomb or something. Like, do not go near them; they're bad. And dogs in particular, they dog, literally yeah. get intel that the the, the dogs are put, fucking with dogs to draw them out, and then they just see. Like, I, I mean, you'd feel you'd still feel bad, but I don't know if those guys need to have too much guilt because they directly warned him. They're like, we probably shouldn't, and then he was like, you really shouldn't, and then they said again, like, I don't think you should do it, and he's like. Wink, and he ran down to do it anyways. And yeah. you'd be like, well, you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. And then he like frees the dog and he looks down, and there's a bomb in its stomach, and he goes, oh, I guess they, I guess, damn, they weren't lying. This shit really is a bomb in his stomach. <laughs> and he blows up, and they're, they take his legs in his arm. And it's a very upsetting scene when he begs for him not to take his legs. And I went, I'm like, that very much. He's like, please, dear God, don't take my legs. Yeah, it is. I really like, though, and this is, does have um, vibes of, of Westworld, I would say, in this show that like the the way details are, are trickled out throughout the season mm-hmm. and you, you learn more about this world and everything and again it it does kind of make a lot of sense when that final piece falls into place you realize oh this isn't yeah this is 
kind of already steps removed from our world because I'm like, whoa, they think again, not that that's the whole point, but I'm like, do they, do they really think that Texas could secede in in 10 years? That's that we're having a civil war with Texas in in 10 years or not even because like 10 years, the war's already done. Yeah. Like what? Six years from now, Texas is going to get uppity and that's wild. But I was like, uh, as, as you, again, we learned that like, oh no, it's because they've already started fucking with the timeline. It's, it's. Yeah, it's it's already wrong. Yeah, they're making the jackpot happen quicker. That's like that's so the whole concept. Yeah, right. They, so we they, talk about that. Um, weird. I guess their name is that a bunch of things happen at once. It's a, yeah. It's every. It's all the worst sort of yeah. So potentially uh, world-ending things that happen all at once. So there's this big like population event where like a nuke goes off in like North Carolina and a big disease happens. And what's the other two? Like, is the wasn't famine and drought. Yeah, that's what it was. It was like famine, drought, like, like lo- global, um, global crop collapse, crop collapse. The some disease because it's always a disease, uh, and a nuclear bomb goes off. And it's a fourth one. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, and so it's all like fucked, uh, and the world kind of collapses. A bunch of people are dead, and the basically like ninety something percent of the yeah, world's most population of them are dies, gone, which is like I don't know how, why they even have London anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Feel- London's like one of the only holdouts. Yeah. That's it's like a pop. I don't know. There's something about London, like England, and and dystopian stuff, right? Yeah, it's because like, they're so dreary. Uh, maybe I don't know why. I don't know what that's about. Like, because it's like 1984, and mm. and like um, oh, the, V for Vendetta, the one with the like we can't have any kids. Is that Brave New World? No, the one, the one where um they can't have kids anymore, and the one lady has a kid, and the protector, Children of Men. Oh. I was I was literally thinking of children. I was going to name children men. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, children men. Yeah. Very similar. I don't know why. I don't know why they always like to make out England like it's going to be the last holdout of civilization. It, hopefully, it falls first. It's barely civilization. Any luck? Yeah. <laughs> nah, good on you. They're hardly civilized as it is. Good on you, England. Um, They'll always be in England. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's in the few, and then by 2099, they've begun to sort of climb their way back out. Yeah. Um, like three sects have emerged. It's like yeah, yeah. They're whatever. There's. It's so weird because it's like they talk about they they keep saying like oh the the balance of our world. I mean, is the whole world England? Is that what they're implying? Basically, is that yeah. England's the only place that's of any import at that like of any relevance at that point in time? But that one guy speaks Russian at the end. That's true. They talk about the Putin diaspora. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Is that, is that the Putin I'm thinking of? I feel like it probably is. Did Putin survive the jackpot as a robot? Whatever. So, um, it's like the klept. The yeah, the klept, which is, I think, the short for the kleptocracy, yeah. right? Which is basically what it, a kleptocracy is a form of government where the government is just out for itself and it just steals from the people, which makes sense because these guys were the worst. And so, in the immediate aftermath of this jackpot, the kleptocracy ruled. And then the RI, which is, is it the research institute or is it yeah. maybe not the research institute? I thought it was the okay. research institute. Which is such a boring nothing name but whatever the research institute and then the metropolitan police started to climb their way back out and um now they kind of there's this tenuous balance between Between the three three. yeah where you have like the met metropolitan police which is just kind of the law and then you have the kleptocracy which is just straight up money like a crime yeah and then you have like the research institute which is somewhere in the middle and it's all the tech and everything so um and the basically the inciting incident for the show which i wasn't clear on at one point i was actually about it but i think it kind of clears up by the end is that yeah in the past they get hired to do a game thing without realizing exactly what they're up to mm-hmm. like hey come play this game it'll be fun have a good time but then they realize it isn't just a game and it's it was about getting all this 
all this data, including like mind control stuff, maybe. Yeah, right? something like that. The ability to like literally tap into your mind and override your free will, which is rough. Never like that. Very um, Westworldy. Well, very Westworldy. I, do you remember I was asking? I was like, "Why her?" Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I figured it out. So it's because it wasn't supposed to be her, right? Yeah, it's supposed, supposed to be, to be brother. him because they need to. Because the data, I think, is twofold. It was one someone in the stub because it's safe in the past because she knew that it would be very hard for them to get it from the past yeah. like that, right? So be kind of safe. And it was him because he had the haptics already, and so it would be uploaded into him. But yeah, unfortunately for her, it was. Flynn instead. So and it became a bacteria in her brain that started giving her seizures and stuff. Mm-hmm. The weird kind of thing about this show is that when you boil it all down, this whole season is just about they're just looking for they're just looking for Alita, right? Yeah, this whole thing. It, honestly, in the future, the stakes aren't very high for anyone. No one's ever really in super big danger. It doesn't no. seem like. I mean, I mean, there's fights and stuff, but like, kind of the interesting thing is that it's um it, the the bigger stakes are in the past mm-hmm. when when they're trying to affect things. They're trying to hire people to take them out and stuff. There's like this revolving door of like assassins and hitmen and stuff there's that guy who's the, the, yeah, the, the bob guy was he in there you think is that what I the implication they, was i think they said i thought it was okay. explicitly they said he was oh did in they IRA. well because i'm like 2032 you're getting no i mean they said he was like irish he's definitely irish but like i guess he was young yeah <laughs> like if it's yeah. if it's 2032 i mean we're getting further there's not a lot of like ira dudes still kicking is there I mean, if he was... Who, well, like, did big IRA stuff and are still, like, young men? Well, he was, like, what, 70, 60, 70? He was yeah, 20 probably. in 1990 when this was happening. He'd be... Six, yeah, 60. That, that kind of tracks. I guess so. Be kind of fudgy a little bit. A little See, fudgy. He's, I mean, he's really... He loves murdering, so maybe he start, he probably... He loves, oh, boy, here goes killing again. Probably start mm-hmm. when he's, like, 16 or something. May as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, something I enjoyed about the time travel mechanism, which is the thing I don't think I've ever seen before in anything, is this idea that the they move forward at the at this same continuous rate. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I don't know if I've ever noticed that before because it's usually just you jump at will. But in this one, it's like if you tried to go back, because again, it's not actually traveling; it's just data transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, so and if you try to do it, if you try to go back before before, like like oh wait wait I missed that we should do that. You just make a new branch, mm-hmm. and so the thing is that these branches are open, these these stubs are open, and they just the stub moves forward at the same rate that you're moving forward, which it's is all parallel, uh, yeah, which is kind of interesting to me. That's how that's how it works in um eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Like because you can't. He has like a certain window to save JFK, and he's like, oh yeah, I I, I guess I do. Know that. Yeah. It sends him back to the same point every time, and then he has to wait it out. Yeah. So I think that I thought that was kind of neat. I was like, oh yeah, that's I don't like I said I don't think that's a mechanism I've really seen used in that way. Is that the idea that like yeah you just it just keeps going and we just keep going and like we can't because we, I'm like wait what if they have time travel why don't they just go back when she was a baby or something shit and I was like oh they can they have to just they have to play, they're basically playing catch up every at every step of the way they mm-hmm. have to just keep keep trying in the current point which is cool. Um, speaking of the like the the past stuff, there's a bunch of like side characters who aren't really necessarily caught up in the actual they don't understand the full depth of it all no um we've got the corbell picket who's like the drug, drug lord drug lord guy who did who just killed a bunch of bikers and crucified them which was hardcore wild i couldn't believe they crucified them for like that's, that's and then insane. he's like nephew watch that's an insane thing to do even if you are like a criminal or whatever and those are also criminals i guess Still full crucifying on. is like one of the worst things you do. I mean, they're I guess they're already dead, but they still died in a horrible I don't know if they way. They were, were they just like heat stroked out and exhausted? And he pulled them out of there because it's that's true. Crucifying's not as it's not as horrible if they're already dead, I guess. Yeah, because it's just their dead body, but still, 
real groove. And then his nephew, Jasper. Yeah. Is that character? He gets some stuff going on. Um, we have Tommy. I really enjoyed his arc throughout the season and what he got to got oh, up yeah. to. He, he had good. some wild twists and turns with him. Yeah, he really he kind of goes off the rails at the end there. Oh, yeah. Can you blame him, though? I mean, you're also kind of like, I don't know. This guy sucks, so... Uh, the sheriff was like, buddy, you fucking dumbass. He's like, wait a minute. You're going you're gonna to shoot us, but we're the ones who do the shooting. It's like, yeah, get his ass. Well, when he was just like, uh, you really, I mean, we, we do some terrible things, but you're the one who's lying to yourself. Even, I mean, we're not trying to hide the fact that we run everything. Like, I, I'm i the sheriff, but I like the drug kingpin. I mean, fella, I'm here. Like, I'm not trying to hide this from you. Um, who else do we got? Like, a major. I mean, there's a lot, there's a bunch of, like, their little friends and stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, Reese dies. I didn't, I didn't care for that. I didn't care for how many times he was stabbed. Well, I thought, I didn't surprise. He kept fighting. He got him in the organs. A lot of we organs. Got their, we got their mom. Yeah, they, she, as you talked about, she's got a tumor, and she, she's got lots of like nice sagely wisdom to share, which is which is fun yeah, and nice. You know, it's sad that she's probably gonna, she's gonna die. Yeah. In the beginning, they're like, we got, we can like spray a weed. He just li- old, well, the guy, the first guy she meets in the future, uh, to help her, like lies to her face pretty much, and is like, yeah, we'll fix it. She's gonna die, and I'm gonna prove it. And uh, here's medicine. We're gonna print, and no one's gonna ask any questions about how we're printing this medicine. We're just sending these people like chemical formula, and they're gonna do what we tell them. Even that was the thing where I was like, "Oh man, do we? Do, are we gonna have like printable pharmacies ten years from now, where you just you just send them a fucking chemical formula, formula and they just print it out?" And I was like, "Maybe it doesn't seem impossible. Impossible, but again, it's as we learn, it's not quite that simple." Um, what else? Oh, I was gonna say, so I was reading a little bit about the book. Right, it's supposed to be some book. Um. And apparently part of the idea of the book is that the stakes in the future are even less, less important. Really? Yeah, it's not, there is no, like, we're going to do a revolution to overthrow the order and the, get rid of all this this system here. There's none of that. Um, the point is, is the point is the, um, like, how to be there, right? Mm-hmm. That in the future, what happens is basically they get caught up in this thing that's, that's relatively low stakes. It's like some, like, corporate... Um, like malfeasance, like money laundering type nonsense that they get all caught up in. But the people in the future are willing to go to such extremes to cover it up that it ends up having this profound effect on the, the stub where they're like, they're going to do this crazy shit of like, we're going to destroy your whole timeline to cover this up, to cover our own asses. But it's really just like a bunch of corporate assholes who are just like, we don't want the police knowing about this. Yeah, literally. And I was like, that is kind of interesting. Yeah. That dichotomy of let like, they're just these innocent people got caught up in it and Flynn's, yeah, her whole timeline's going to be destroyed because some rich assholes were like, well, we don't want you to, huh, we don't want it to get out that we were doing a little, we did a bit of a murder. Mm-hmm. But like, whereas in the show here, I think probably for the purposes of making it a big cinematic multi-season long thing, it's like, yeah, we're we're going to change the world. Alita's like, I'm leading these guys. We're going to do a revolution. How do you yeah. feel about that? We took, we took our chips out so we can remember what we happened. We took our chips out because the chips are about keeping us down and we're going to do a revolution. And you're like, that's pretty full on. It's a bigger, bigger stakes, bigger heist. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> big stakes, big, big world. Oh, let's, let's go, baby. Hundred years, big stakes. Uh, so the period in the future we have told in the past. We have Zubov, who's this rich klept guy who's just kind of an asshole mm-hmm. who resurrected, who just resurrects dead species because he thinks it's fun. Uh, we have two Irish people who just I like them speaking encryptions. They're, They're fun. Scottish. They're Scott, whatever. It's all the same to me. It's Cho Chang. You point, I did not know that. I well, I didn't either until I pointed out to you. You I, didn't. I was like, huh, good for her. I was like, 
I was like, oh, it's like an, it's like an Asian lady with like a Scottish accent. I don't feel like you see those very often. I mean, I don't live in Scotland, so of course I don't. Yeah. Um, but I was just, I don't know, something tickled. I was like, yeah, remember Cho Chang in the movies was Scottish? Well, she shot us in the book. This was just like what's going on my head. I was watching it. I was like, wait a minute. As, and Amazon has that really nice feature. The X-ray. The X-ray, which is really great. I was like, oh, it is. It's just Cho Chang's actor. So that's cool. I don't know if I've ever seen her in anything other than Harry Potter, and she's mm-hmm. only in like fucking two of those or whatever mm-hmm. in any way at all. Really. I was going to say meaningful, but I don't know if any of those are really meaningful roles for her. No, her name no is offense. Cho Chang. Well, that's a that's a whole other thing, isn't it's it? It's a whole other can of worms. Um, but yeah, I like cool. She does great. We should yeah. I should say your fucking name. We did all this. <laughs> her name is Ash in the show. Um, Katie Lung, that's her name. Beautiful. Uh, her buddy, what's her buddy's name? Like the character? Um, yeah, I don't remember. I'll bring I'll bring up the whole IMDb real quick. Why don't I? Yeah, so Chloe Grace Moretz is Chloe Grace Moretz is the lead. Mm-hmm. How how did you find her? I was reading some people are don't think she necessarily is uh is whatever incredible herself in the lead yeah, she I, does just fine i, I thought she was pretty good at some point she argues a little too much with barton I, burton i think i think she's a little there's a little too much of them like burton shut the fuck up i know better than you you dumb army meathead fucker well especially because he's usually coming at it from the more pragmatic like yeah, he's like hey man we gotta chill out what do you mean you're from the future you can just give our mother random drugs from the future are you crazy yeah. He usually is kind of, he really is the sort of the voice of reason, and then she just gives him guff because he's not saying what she wants to hear, which, I mean, is realistic reaction for people to have sometimes, yeah. but. Sibling dynamics and all that, but I didn't mind that because, I mean, they were siblings, so like, when they really came down to it, when he really wanted her to hear some sense, he kind of just really emphasized it, she's like, all right, well, maybe, maybe I'm not thinking straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good. There's, there's Wilt, Wilt, Wilf? Wilf. Wilf, uh, who is the one guy who interacts with Flynn the most when she's in the future. She He, like, is the first one to be like, hey, help me find Alita. I think you saw her. And he, like, it's like his sister. They were adopted together. They grew up together in, like, this, like, camp they lived in before the clubs and took over and, like, killed everybody. And he, like I said before, is just kind of an idiot. He doesn't know anything. He kind of bumbles around. And everyone in the future tells him how much of an idiot he is. And even Flynn, when she gets over the fact that the allure of him being from the future is like, hey, man, I think you lied to me and are, like, trying to get something out of me. Like, what's going on here? And he's like, uh, actually, I don't know. We'll figure out, I think. I'm like, Buddy, what are you doing? And they do end up having, like, a... They do end up doing the relationship sort of route or whatever, yeah. but... I, yeah, I, it's... And, like, we... He is one of the sort of things that we, we get these hints of throughout the season that we would learn more about, and I feel like it's never really trickled out to us. Yeah. Um, Lee, Lev, what's his name? Zuboff? Zuboff. Lev Zuboff? Yeah, Lev Zuboff. At one point, he has this thing where he's like, talks about like, oh, this, his, his capacity for violence is tremendous. Like, it, like that he's this unbelievable, like, badass. I don't, we never see even like a hint of that or no. any kind of flashback of like, what was that about? Was he just like a hitman, I guess? Or he mm-hmm. was a fixer, right? Is what he said? I think so, yeah. That's that's how he's introduced to us. It's like, you're a fixer, right? But we don't, we don't see him have to do anything to that nature. He didn't really. fix a damn thing. No, not really. So I don't, I don't know. That's weird. I, I don't, I'm not fully clear on his whole backstory. And then, like, I mean, we, in the very last episode, we get that info dump of, like, yeah, and then we ran away from home and lived on the street. But it's like, if you were only, if you ran away from home almost immediately, you didn't really live there. But then we see stuff. I mean, he still has a relationship of some kind with their Adopted foster mother. mother. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. But yeah, yeah his character in general is kind of, because he's, I don't know, he's doing a lot of the legwork seemingly. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it turns out that, um, Ash and Ossian aren't really on, they're not team. actually on the club team, and maybe neither is he, and his sister wasn't either, actually, it turns out. So, 
it's a whole thing. It's a whole web of uh, alliances and and stuff there. Which again, that's kind of the one of the main themes of the future is that like, yeah, there's this uneasy alliance between these these groups that aren't really actually aligned. They're just kind of it's in everyone's best interest to maintain the, yeah, the, the status quo and order, which is which is kind of interesting. Mm. But it seems like that's gonna cease to be the case going into the future. So, what did, what did you think about the the last se- the last episode here? The the end, the, the sort of twist that she the- does. That she kills herself. Yeah, basically. I I I was surprised. I did not expect that. And it was when she was counting down to show the people, and I was like, oh, that's actually, I, I was kind of sad. And I was like, oh, she's like. But yeah, again, it's kind of what I said before, mm-hmm. right? That like she is still a person. Yeah. She's a person. She isn't less of a human or anything. That's mm-hmm. a genuine timeline. Those are all fully fleshed individuals. Um, and yeah, she she did die, even though she's also still like another one of her is still alive. That one did die. That's yeah. kind of a weird thing to like wrestle with. Again, it's like a cool sci-fi thing. I'm like, oh yeah. She made a new timeline with herself intentionally and she knows and she did it all, but she also still had to die. Yeah, a version of her is gone and kind of like... It's not like... I mean, I guess that gave her some solace, I suppose. Is that like, oh, I'm dead, but I'm also still kind of alive. But you're not. You aren't. Yeah. You are very much just a dead person. I mean, I guess that timeline also got nuked <laughs> very briefly after that. So, but it's, it's just weird. So yeah, the, the way she gets around is that the, she knows the R is coming in on, on them um, and isn't going to stop. And so and they're trying to make the jackpot start earlier. She orchestrates this thing where she's like, all right, we'll just let them think they did. I'll just let them think they won. And so she, op- she without their knowledge, opens a new brand or stub. Or at least they know, but they can't know which one it is. Yeah. And so she opens a new stub. And then in the original stub that they, they do have knowledge of, she, yeah, she has um Connor Killer. Connor Killer. And then again, presumably it's nuked pretty quickly after that because of the nuke thing. Um, but the point is, she is still she is also still alive, and now she gets to team up with the Inspector Lady. Inspector Lady, yeah. Thought she was fun. She I did like her. I did like I like the way she talked and stuff. She's a bit much, maybe. Yeah. Get a bit. I feel like you get get a bit draining having a car seat. You'd be like, all right, I get it. Can, can we You're just so smart and cool? I get it. Can I just arrest me it. and kill me or whatever? And then she's got her. Uh, Robot daughter, a robot daughter, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, maybe it's your daughter, and he's just like, mm, actually, maybe you should shut down there, robot lady. Hey, uh, wait, uh, I don't, don't remember that. I don't remember that. And she's like, well, why don't you know? Why don't you, you come to my office and tell my robot that she's actually my daughter, who's a robot? Don't yeah, do that. That's, a, that's poor form. Come on, man. That's a bit, little, little, bit little bullet. Blow the belt there, fella. I mean, come on, steady on, steady on there, big fella. They're talking about they got the aunties, which are like, dude, like. Or say they were? They're like, yeah, are they are they people or are they just computers? They're computers. They're She's like, like this a calculation <laughs> in her head. Pull like a dune, like flicks her eyes back, does calculations. So presumably they're gonna if they if this show gets a second season, which we can talk about in a minute here, um, they are gonna like take the take the fight to them. But between um Flynn and then the inspector lady and the Matt, that they're probably gonna be like, actually maybe this balance is not worth having because maybe just goodness should prevail. <laughs> yeah, maybe the future shouldn't be bleak and terrible. We shouldn't just be like, yeah, the the criminals do get equal say. <laughs> <laughs> um and between them and then Alita and her what are they? Re- Neoprims? Yeah, Neoprims. Which are like the revolutionaries. Um you're gonna be like, yeah, let's tear it all down, maybe. Not burnt it's not lo- you know what I'm here for. You know, I'm always become ungovernable. We watched Andor. Yeah, we love it. So, uh, was it? Uh, there's a, a, fun, a point where it really shows how few people there are left. When they're like, why don't these people come near us in these planet? And it was like, oh yeah, they're just like not real. It's just a simulated. It it I don't know. It almost made me anxious. Um, how many times they're like, oh, none of this is real, and I'm like, wait. Well, how much of this actual world? And, and I think eventually they finally get all the way, they peel all the layers back and they're finally like, yeah, this is what it is. 
this is all just under construction. It's not really here. None of these people really exist. Mm. I'm like, what is? That's so bleak. I guess you it's would terrible. just you just give into it. You, you would you would just live in the lie, right? Because yeah, it's nicer. Why would you want to live in the reality? And they're like, look at the nice. We can make it nice and pretty and snowing outside if we want, and, and all this stuff. So like, I guess I guess you just would. Mm. Why Why would you just be sad all the time? I suppose if you could avoid it, but at what cost? It's yeah. It is also kind of grim this idea that like you don't even know your own reality. You've ever questioned questioned the nature of your reality? You oughta. Oughta. I mean, oughta watch Westworld. <laughs> she gives like, hey, you guys watch Westworld? She gives a DVD copy of it. Watch this. You guys will love this. We don't, we don't have DVD players anymore. It's the you guys got LaserDisc? We got LaserDisc now. LaserDisc survived. The- La- LaserDisc just came back around. Oh, fuck. We love them. <laughs> we have all, and we love Avatar. Avatar 5 came out right before the jackpot hit. <laughs> it's the best movie ever. Are you familiar? It's, mm-hmm. There's several religions based off Avatar yeah, yeah, 5 yeah. now. <laughs> People just paint themselves blue. It's great. Yeah, I think um the... I, I, well, apparently there's a lot of departures, but more or less the book itself would only be about a one season kind of thing. So mm-hmm. everything from here on is going to just be kind of made up. Yeah, expanding the scope and and a bit of a departure. So again, if they so apparently it didn't. I don't know. I apparently it was the biggest show on Amazon while it was airing. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean shit for some of these shooting services. So not I at all. saw an article the other day that was like the peripheral might be canceled. Ah, so I don't I don't know what's going on, man. Let's see. Let's do. Let's, I'll do a quick Google here. But um, I'd be. I would certainly watch a season two. And I enjoyed it. It's got that that Westworldy kind of charm that I did enjoy. Yeah. Um. And if they, I, I do think that the sort of like, hey, we're looking for a lead up part of the season is maybe one of the weaker points because I, I did get about halfway through and I'm like, oh, is it, it, that is all they've been doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand they're limited because again, it isn't really time traveling. It's all just data transfer and stuff. So. You know, you, they can't directly, tangibly affect the either direction, right? The past right. can't affect the future and vice versa. So it, it creates interesting kind of problems in different ways they have to get around it. And like I, different ways you can fall in love with your future boyfriend or whatever. But, <laughs> um, you know, they could they could do so. I, I guess the question is, how do you keep the past part relevant? relevant? I don't know. Maybe have a way to send future people to the past. Like, Oh, yeah. Go backwards. So yeah. that Oh, that could work. So then they could like show well, up. Like, what are you doing there? What's what's worth doing? Like planting items. Well, so just helping each other, basically. Well, because yeah. yeah, it it essentially it, it was sort of just by happenstance that that Flynn ended up where she did. But then they're just kind of like, oh, you're just really good at this, I guess. You're good enough to keep around, just for you're worth having, right? Yeah. And we get the thing at you know the the heart to heart she has with her mom, where she's like, Flynn, I think you can probably do anything. And it's like, okay, okay, I get that now. So she can probably just do anything if she'd like. So that's cool. So I guess they're just gonna go that route with it, but it's like, what is she really that big of a use, like a resource mm-hmm. that the the inspector lady would be like, yeah, you're gonna be my my go to here, my right hand man on this one, maybe. I don't know. Why not? I guess, but yeah, who fucking cares at this point. <laughs> there it is. But well, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's kind of like a you scratch my back, I scratch yours kind of thing. Yeah. So that like I'll in keep the your past, alive. yeah. So she's like, hey, you guy, you should help me make sure that the jackpot doesn't happen in my timeline. And I can help you with your stuff. Mm. Maybe, maybe just do that for a while. I did like the detail that bananas are wiped out by a fungus. Damn shame. Damn shame. Well, I don't eat bananas, so I don't care that weren't much. All the, weren't all the previous bananas already wiped out? Didn't that happen? Yeah. Already? To the, the... So and the, the ones we have now are like all basically genetically clones of each other. So if a fungus like that would be devastating. Uh, bees, they say bees almost died a bunch of times. Like, yeah, we almost killed I them. I they did, and then they brought them back. Yeah, that's true. They figured out how to like clone Extinct species. They got those Tasmanian tigers. 
God, I wish we had some of those. There might yeah, be one sure. out there still. So just one, or well, there might be some out there still. People have said that. That's nice. We have no accounts of them. One, maybe. Damn shame. Damn shame what we did to them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't have a hand, but I'll I'll, I'll share some of the blame if we need. I'll go, if I go back in time, I would. Oh, okay. To have a share in the blame. <laughs> All right, cool. Great. <laughs> so you take some solace in that. All right, I will. All right. So I think anything else to say about this show? Overall, pretty good. Oh, pretty good. good. Like I said, I like the action. I like the I like the the combat kind of like shooting stuff. They're very tactical and they're very coordinated as a group, which is cool. Um, the future stuff less so because despite being the future, they just all are smacking each other. They're just like fist fighting, right? They What's got that, that about. Yeah, they got that pulse cannon. That but was like cool. one of them has it. That's it. There's yeah. like a surprising number of swords in the future. It's like swords, billy and clubs, and billy clubs and shit. But remember, they had that big jackpot. So they probably they probably dipped they off. got rid of all the guns. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was part of it. That big tank at one point when they threw the, they, I don't know, they had that big tank to clear the camps. Yeah, but we didn't actually see. It. I just mean like at no point was like Flynn given a gun in the future to like use. Yeah, that's true. Like even when they do that, like hey, we're doing the police training, which bizarre police training to just like, hey, run through a house and kill everything. That's great. You're really well, training the police well. But I guess I that's mean, that's is that, that really much of a difference. Am I right? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> they really just lifting the veil. They're not having no parts about it. Traffic. Nope. No, we don't care about traffic anymore. We're all about the beating of the civilians. So I don't. I don't know what that's all about. But yeah, we go up to the tower, and if you win the the tower, you you get a you get a big chocolate bar or something. <laughs> I don't know. You get to marry the robot lady over Connor wants to do because he's kind of crazy. Yeah, a little bit. And the robot and the robot learns love from this. Maybe she she seemed kind of into it. Yeah, she's like, man, I'm a robot, but damn, it's kind of hot. This Connor guy's kind of getting me going. It's like, hey, good for you, robot lady. But why? Why? But why, why? Why would you do any of that? What did you see in him? Do you yearn? He's not a robot. <laughs> and he, he's like, I want to marry that robot lady. And Britain's like, What the fuck are you on about, you lunatic? You drunk lunatic? Are you all right? <laughs> he's got that kind of has a whole scene where he just like has a gun near him, and he's like, I'll take that apart for you, buddy. <laughs> and he blinks up and he grabs it, and he's like, You would have shot me with that gun if I didn't just take it apart in front of you right now. Which I mean, that's pretty. Like, I, I don't know how much like how, how well they address it, but they. I don't know. They touch on it like yeah. addiction, maybe PTSD for sure. They can like transfer their memories through the haptics, take the load off, which I is a nice yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. And it's like because he's yeah, he obviously has the most trauma and stress from it, so you can just kind of share a little bit at times and be like, oh, let me take a little bit of that, and I'll just have a real bad evening. <laughs> yeah, because that guy was like on the ground. He's like, I'm ready to take it. I'm real, I'm real chipper about it. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. No. I feel like experiencing it once, like any of that feeling of. Become a triple amputee. I feel like I'd be like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, you would think it's not something, but maybe he's just a good friend. You'd want to, rel- yeah, I guess so. He, well, clearly, he's quite a good friend. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. You got anything? Well, like you said it's kind of just the next season is like, where they're going to dismantle it all, and I don't. Yeah, like I don't know what the past thing is. I mean, there's like, again, some of those side characters like Jasper and Tommy. They have their own stuff going on, but it's like it's so far removed from like the larger stakes of it yeah, all. It's isn't almost it? like a spinoff kind of thing, which is cool. Like I said, I really enjoyed that. I was like, "Holy shit, Tommy! You're this is crazy." At first, I was just like, "Oh, whatever, Tommy. You're just the sheriff deputy." But like, no, nah, he's got to make some hard decisions yeah. by the end of the season. I'm like, "Holy shit!" Jasper when he kills all his all his guys, fuck those guys. Calls his wife and is like, "You think I'm a shit a fucking pussy?" And she's like, "Well, no, I was I was kidding. You just, I just want you to have a win because I'm your wife and I love you." And he goes. Oh, maybe I shouldn't kill these men in cold blood. And he's like, oops. I don't feel that bad about it, though. Yeah. These guys are assholes. Also, literal criminals. Like, and they were, I can't believe they were immediately like, yeah, so uh, we're in charge. Now you're going to be our bitch, right? And he's like, what? What? Who does that? Yeah. They weren't his friends, Jack. 
Our real friend wouldn't. He'd He's cut allowed you to park him in front of a train track if he wants. <laughs> they're, they're drunk. And he'd throw up in his car. He left the keys in? Real, real big jerks. I don't know how he locked the door. If he locked, it. it doesn't really track. But also, why would he do his car? I don't know if it was his car. Was it one of the one of their car, the company cars? Yeah, yeah. The, one of the crime company cars. The crime cars. Yeah, exactly. the, one of the biker killing cars. Exactly. I thought I thought that's where it was going. Is he was gonna lock them all in there? But I was like, but it's nighttime. It's not gonna work. Let's put a bunch of space heaters around them. <laughs> and a bunch of big lights in there. Now roast. But I bump the heat. Boys, what you don't understand is I turn the heat all the way up. Your heat seaters are all the way on. Nothing you can do to stop me. Hello, Jasper. It's me, it's too, Jasper. It's too warm. I'm, I'm a bit sweaty oh, in here. Oh, God. It's a little bit. I'll take my shirt off, actually. I'm all right now. Don't you think you could maybe? No? No? Okay. Oh, I'll just close the vent, yeah, actually. Jasper. I'll just kind of close the vent. Oh, okay. That's better. That's better. That's oh. not so bad, actually. Oh. Turn up the heat. That's all right, actually. But so, like, yeah, I don't know how they would. I mean, maybe they'll get folded in somehow, but just from the surface level reading of it, it's like, yeah, I don't know what they have to do with anything that could be going forward here. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, I, as long as they can keep up the general level of entertainment of this season, I'd be happy. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it is, it, it is kind of like, why? Again, the the link between them is the is going to be the weird thing, I think. There is interesting story to be told of like, yeah, we got to disrupt, dismantle this future society I, cool but like why why would you bring her in again is she really that much of a resource she's that good at what she does that they're like willing to bring her from the past mm-hmm. seems like a lot of the effort but what do we know we're not from the future exactly. precisely all right well so i'll say we probably i can take out of this uh into real quick to end us off a little science corner it's been a while for that about a new discovery in nuclear fusion so this past week, I think on the seventh or so, that's how math. Oh no, that's seventh or twelfth, maybe sometime earlier this week. Uh, the U.S. Department of Energy or the National Institute of something or other uh, released a statement saying that they had a major breakthrough in nuclear fusion. Uh, what is it? It's a New Year- U.S. National Ignition Facility in California, uh, where they do fusion experiments with high-powered lasers. Where they took a little bit of whatever the fuck. It's a very small container, like so small it's hardly visible they shut a bunch of lasers into it and they put about two joules into it and it produced three joules so it produced more energy than they put into it and they're like that's fucking crazy and that's basically just like we can just make more energy than we put in so that's big step for clean energy a uh, big caveat with that though it's the smallest goddamn thing you've ever seen uh they have no way and they say very clearly in this article and every other article i could find about it that this is not like we're not fixed we didn't solve energy because A, we don't know how cheap it is because it was the U.S. government doing this. So they have all the money. They have all the money we give them, willingly or not. And we don't know how like viable it is on large scale. So we don't know how big the lasers have to be. But really, it's just we know that we physically can do it. The laws of physics allow us to create more energy than we, pr- than we put into something, which is a good thing. Yeah. It's very exciting. We've all know, always known it could work. Yeah. Right? Theoret- we just had to like physically do it because mm-hmm. it's all, all theor- theories are good and all, but chalkboard can't do you too good that's right but like yeah i don't know because they've been up you know this is kind of the thing that's been like perpetually on the the horizon of of advancing here for like decades now is it like fusion we can do fusion soon we're, we're almost there um and they've actually i mean they've done it now that's got to count for something right yeah it's got to be a step to to something i mean for all we know then they're just going to keep pushing those goal pulls back for decades and decades more Maybe maybe OPEC will assassinate one of them or something. <laughs> Probably fucking know to keep the oil flowing, but of course, yeah, it's cool. It's certainly not a bad sign, is it? No, it, it's at least you know it, 
gives some hope that somebody somewhere is working towards something. Uh-huh. Shouldn't lose all hope. Uh, but yeah, probably wrap it about here then. You know? How much vision? How much vision you plan to do? Yeah? Uh, I plan to do my part. Now, I mean, now they've got it going. I mean, should should be as easy as like a big instead of volcano, right? Yeah, pretty much. You just point a big, you kind of take a laser pointer and point it at like a like a mirror. I mean, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to be smart, Jack. You can't you tell me you can't do a bit of fusion. Yeah, you know, I can't. Your fusion can do something. It's one of those a thing where, like, if a character, you know, your cousin, he's a doctor, Jack. It, Don't you think you can do a that. little bit of nuclear fusion? I think mm-hmm. I could. Oh, oh, what a chutzpah! Oh, my health. Uh, so with that, probably <laughs> it says it was a 192 lasers. That's a lot of lasers, and probably they're real big too. The pellet was the size of a peppercorn, made up of deuterium and tritium. Both are isotopes of hydrogen. I didn't know. I did not know tritium was an isotope of hydrogen. That's very cool. I know they they use it in like gun sites because it glows. Yeah, it's it's like that kind of radioactive that it literally glows, <laughs> like you know, cartoony kind. Mm-hmm. Which most of it doesn't necessarily. Right. Yeah. But some of it does, and that's why we do it. That's why all the cartoons use it. Good on them. I know that. Also, it it happened in the amount of time it takes light to move one inch. So like, unfathomably, okay. unfathomably very, very quick. quick. Yeah. yeah. Like some so quick that. You, uh, your mind could not physically comprehend that like span of time, like micro time or something. Uh, so yeah, it happens very quickly. So this is, yes, this is two point oh five megajoules of energy, um, and it cr- generated three point one five megajoules of energy. That's a that's a gain of one point oh five. Nope, one point one. <laughs> hey, megajoules. It's a whole megajoule plus a little bit, which is what you want. And that's how we do stars, right? Stars are fusion. Yeah, stars are all fusion. This is like the fucking. Spider-Man 2 thing, isn't it? The power of the sun on the palm of your hand. That's what they did here. They but less octopus legs. Maybe there's Doc in the basement you doing it. You mean to tell me these scientists didn't use Doc Ock arms? They might. Who knows? It's the U.S. government. Maybe that's what, what Texas are we talk- is. What are we talk- How did they make it onto our goofy show then? If there wasn't even Doc Ock arms of all. Oh, I slipped it in. What's the comic? Am I, I'm, am I failing to understand? <laughs> Jack? Am, am I missing something? It's am I missing be, a It was going to be in season five of Westworld. It was a drop plot oh, okay. point. Okay. Yeah, I see. Hal yeah. was gonna blow up the world. Okay. Bernard was gonna perfect fusion. Yeah. Because only a only a robot could be. So but he's gonna he was gonna be real sad and a real bum about it the whole time. That makes sense. Because that's every it season of be Bernard. Yeah. He's like, oh god, I've just. Well, got it's a big. It's oh a big weight, god. isn't it? It's a big duty. Yeah. Being a robot and a man with a boy. And and solving, you know, the energy crisis so. of an already dead world. Yeah. Well. Hey, someone's got to solve it. Better late than never, I say. Exactly. All right. Well, with that, we'll probably wrap it up right about here. As always, thanks so much for listening. You can always find us anywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, you can contact us uh, or in the show via Twitter at Architect Jazz. That's J-A-Z. On Gmail at architectjazz.gmail.com. On Instagram at The Architect Pod- Podcast. Our intro was done by friend of the show, Celery Salt. You can always find him on SoundCloud and Spotify with his singles and albums. Our logo is to my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. And as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We built all the sets. Say goodnight to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. Godspeed.